Hello and welcome to the nerds who isolate themselves. End of year, that was the year that was 2021 edition. Uh, I'm Stuart Moraine and I'm joined as always from my Christmassy bunker by... <laughs> Andy Hanks. I wasn't expecting Christmassy bunker though. Yeah. It threw me off a bit. It was all the tinsel. It was. A fucking it was all tinsel. the tinsel around your porthole. Tinsel's like, it's like, oh, so you've got a fake tree, so I'm going to guess get as much tinsel over the floor as a, you would have had pine needles. Yeah, you, so, yeah, my tree's really shit, so I'm just covering it all up in this glittery stuff that's really itchy. Well, because we got the conservatory, I've now got oh. my nerdy tree in the like study slash conservatory in the bit between, and then Kat's got her uh, grown-up one. So I've, <laughs> I've, I've gradually been buying different ornaments for it. So I've got, got like a... What's your nerdiest ornament? I got a couple. I got um a bat signal one on there i've got oh, a green lantern one i've got the scooby-doo mystery machine uh my favorite is the snoopy one yeah snoopy on the roof of his house um, i think i've seen that one somewhere i think I've... i think i sent you a picture of it oh did you okay i know you sent me a photo of your little uh star wars tree oh ewoks. yeah that plays the uh ewok team yeah cat hates yeah. that <laughs> That thing's so fucking annoying. (laughs) I wonder why I bought it. But but yes, Um, I'm feeling a little under the weather. So if you hear weird sounds, it's like me dressing and undressing, as in taking my hoodie off. It's because I go from freezing cold to boiling fucking hot. But yet don't have a temperature, which is really fucking annoying. (laughs) So that might be what that noise is. Okay, yeah, Your Honour, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you hear the sound like a little clacker going off, that's me masturbating as usual. <laughs> <laughs> like a little clacker. Is that, is that is that cat's nickname for it? Little clacker. No, no, Dobby the house elf is a nickname for it. <laughs> is that because you can cover it in a sock? Yes, and then it's free. <laughs> oh my god, that's a strong start. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Me and my clacker are fine, thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, uh, I'm all right. I managed to, um, obviously, you, you guys have it, but I've managed to avoid the corona. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I'm in a house with three people who have all tested positive but have no fucking symptoms. Yeah, I feel like a fucking bear's ripped me open, taken a shit inside me, then stitched <laughs> me back together. I've managed to go this whole time without having to go for a fucking PCR test. I've done a couple of lateral ones, but I've not had to go for a PCR one. In the last week, I've been twice. Between that and doing lateral flows every morning, it's like fucking Dick Van Dyke and his chimney sweep mates from Mary Poppins are having a little fucking party up there. <laughs> My nostril and nose has never been cleaner. Chimney, chimney. It's fucking horrible. It doesn't help as well when your sinuses are fucking playing up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's not helped with feeling better. But anyway, this isn't the Dr. Hiddery fucking medical hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're here to talk, to talk about the year that was 2021. 2021, yeah. So I, I don't have a strict order, but we'll sort of talk about our standouts for the year and we'll. So just it, in, in, in that way, we try. We'll try and talk yeah. about some of the people we lost in that way that we then horribly and completely dishonor their memories. By so, being bellends either during or straightly <laughs> after. 
So yeah. this is an unusual one because we've both got notes for this. Usually it's just you who has notes and I just wing it and I think you can tell. I know usually it's both of us trying to fucking pull fucking random names from our ass <laughs> on, on the yeah, spot. Yeah, 10 minutes going, what was his name? Tom somebody, <laughs> come on, what was his name? Um, we should probably start then with the opener question, which I had somewhere in the middle, but it's actually better to open with, with was 2021 better than 2020 for you? Uh, given that 2020 was largely lockdown but we did get a troops out of 2020 at least yeah we did early on before we were kicked off (laughs) whether that's Um, a good thing or not is (laughs) for the public to decide um yes and no um it was i think it's a lot more you kind of got used to it this year everything was all a bit different and wearing the mask every time you go out and things um Yes and no. Um, Health-wise, no. Um, Work-wise, yes. Um, so, so I think the answer is yes and no. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been it's been there's been a lot there's some, been a lot more ups this year for me, and but there have been moments when it's been pretty fucking low as well. Um, what with illnesses and mental health and things like that. Yeah, I mean, this year for me has largely bled into last year, and I'm just viewing them as one epic year. Yeah, it basically, yeah. Because, <laughs> again, it's largely been the same for me. I've still gone out to work every day and got on. I found towards the end of this year I've been really fucking lethargic and lacking in motivation to do anything, which is why I've not posted any drawings or anything for a while. Mm. I've just lost all sort of drive for it. Yeah. Weirdly. Um, I've got stuff I should be doing, but just mm. not feeling it at all. Is that because, I mean, is that because there's nothing out there kind of powering you? Is it because of a lack of idea of a, do you need like a project or something to work on? Will that help? Or? Well, no, I've got projects. There's just no motivation for it. I'm just so fucking drained at the end of the day at the minute. Yeah. Um, I think I got a bit more into doing the podcasts with them, why not, and that, and the art stuff, it sort of fell a little bit aside, and, I mean, we'll come into it later, sort of looking forward to 2022 kind of thing, but I'm rethinking the way I maybe do things, comic-wise, so, but yeah. Have you still got the passion for the drawing your comics? Is that still something? Well, that sounds like like a granny, doesn't it? I have. I've got the passion for doing them. I've got the passion for creating and just putting weird shit out there. I've just... Yeah. I've lost the drive for selling them, I think. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like the longer I've gone without cons, the less I've missed them. To the point where I'm thinking about just cancelling Thought Bubble altogether. And just... Oh, did you move it to next year? I moved it to next year. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. But I'm kind of thinking was that... It, was it last month? Didn't you miss it? <laughs> ah, shit. Fuck. <laughs> you knew I was meant to be somewhere. You knew I had that week <laughs> off for a reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still up and down on it. I need to have a proper thing. Like I say, we'll come to it later when we talk about looking forward to next year. But I, I just want to have a proper rethink of the way I do things, kind of. Yeah. If that makes sense. But anyway, that seems like a bit of a dang note. So what about yourself? Um, I mean, commissions board filled up, isn't it? So, bloody, so I don't know what's <laughs> happened this year, honestly. Um, it's, I, I've, 
I am zoot wise. I mean, I did decide at the beginning of the year that I would really press on it, and I'd launch, finally get my house into gear and launch my website, advertise myself a little bit more, sell myself a bit more. And the way I did that was, yeah, I launched the website, and also I was a little lot more vocal online as well. And um, I joined a an online Instagram group called um, Draw Me Robot, and I was entering competitions and things like that. And I was worried what you were going to say when you were like, I was a lot more vocal online. Yeah. So yeah, I joined you, and... Kip. <laughs> <laughs> I joined you, Kip, yeah. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, and I just started, you know, I started, I think it all started because I really got into hashtags. Um, thanks <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> That's really weird, isn't it? It's a hashtag. It sounds like there'd be a Troy McClure video about it. <laughs> yeah, get into hashtags. Um, <laughs> And it's kind of started back in February when I hashtagged Wacko. <laughs> Stop saying hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> when um, and um, like you know and you sound like Steve Buscemi in fucking Thirty Rock. Hello, fellow <laughs> <Yeah>. young people. <laughs> <laughs> like rock band on his on his ACDC. <laughs> I've Music never felt band. more in my 40s than that last fucking yeah. bit there. And so, yeah, I got featured by Wacom and it just kind of escalated from there, really. And I, and um, yeah, and I just started, as I said, I, I'd sub, I got my website up as well, which I really need to update. I'm updating since April. Yeah, no, I read uh, my website and I just keep forgetting to fucking do it. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're sort of in personal achievements by proxy of this, so let's talk a little bit about those before we get into the shit people really care about. Our okay, opinions yeah. on films, just so they can go, you're a fucking moron! <laughs> uh, I, I will, one late in the year achievement. Go on. I made my first Etsy sale the other day. <laughs> oh, amazing. Was it, was it your wife? No, it wasn't. <laughs> It was somebody. I have no idea who they are. Thanks, man. Um, no, it, it genuinely was. Um, it was only a hello to Jason Isaacs. It cracks me up how every time I think I'm just going to shut my fucking Etsy down or whatever, or I might just give away the rest of my hello to Jason Isaacs. I sell one. <laughs> but, oh, fantastic. But yeah, but I got so used to just getting shit from Etsy, being like, you know, we've taken 4p off you to keep your shop running. Yeah. Or whatever it is that when the email came through, I just scrolled through it thinking it was more junk shit. I didn't even click on it. <laughs> it was cat. It was like, do you know you made an Etsy sale? I was like what? Fuck off. That's pretty cool. But yeah, so my me having an Etsy store for the best part of a year finally paid off. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that was that was a little achievement for me. Um. It's. Obviously, I'm not retiring to them. It's not yet. (laughs) Only a matter of time. But yeah, um, what about you? Obviously, you set up the website and you've got all these commissions and people are getting you on board for branding and shit. Yeah, I just I think it's because I've been starting to pitch jobs now. All of our people come to me and say, "Look, can you pitch for this?" And yeah, so far I haven't missed a pitch. I've kind of gone with it, you know, and I did it, and I've had my, you know, I've had the, I've been accepted for the job. You become um, the yes. I become the yes man, yeah. As in the Jim Carrey cool. film, not as in the oh, yes, yes. Mister Trump. That's a great idea. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and yeah, and I've managed to kind of cope with it. I think that's quite a big achievement. The fact some yeah. of these briefs that I've had have been really difficult. And at the moment, I've got kind of rolling commissions with company in Shanghai, Chicago, France. Um, it's quite ironic that the only country I can't go to now is France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, and the fact that I've managed to kind of, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I am finding it very stressful, and you know, but my way of coping with it is just to get on with it which kind of works for me yeah um so i i think yeah i think i think that's it really that's my um i said yeah um, yeah that's my big kind of thing that's the thing i'm really proud of this how it's going at the moment yeah um yeah i, I also um, i might have went <clears throat> three how do you have draw me robot competitions as well but we won't go into that <coughs> fake <coughs> It is fake. Uh, so, You're just getting yeah. your mates to do it. Yeah, exactly. You're like getting people yeah. to set up seven <laughs> fucking accounts or they can all do them. <laughs> no, not at all. No, 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 not at all. Um, that's been gone really well. Uh, I've just entered my fourth one. Yeah, that's for you. I've been voting for the other guy. Fuck hey, bastard. But Greg actually <laughs> did that. He couldn't work it out. I, I, voted I think I did the first people. time. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Because you can't go back and redo it. <laughs> Once it's yeah. done, it's done. So. Well, I've, I've just entered another one as well, so it would be great if it was four by four, you know, four, four for four. But we shall see. Let other people have a chance, man. <laughs> people would be like, "Oh no, he's in it." I'm out. I thought about having a go at one of those, and I was like, "No," because I know what'll happen. I'll get put against you straight away, and there's no fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my mate uh, from work did it. Um, work once, and he would hit straight the because he put his up the day after mine. Um, and they, they, you kind of put because it's one against one, and I think it's in uh, order in entry order. And he was straight up against me, and bless him, <laughs> he even talked to me for ages. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a proper mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you did you even vote for yourself in that one? I didn't. I did not vote for myself in that one. I did definitely. I actually didn't. I, I voted for him. I think. Um, you think it's two options. No, I, I did. Yeah, or three. Well, you hear him, or you just ignored it. <laughs> um, Fancy voting for yourself, honestly. He thought I. I. I uh, <laughs> um, he thought I'd. Um, I'd actually got in contact with the guy who runs the website and managed to do it. So that was against him. But I promise you, I didn't. It was complete fluke. It's really weird that there's, every, every, you know, it's, it's basically worldwide, this competition. And it was against the guy I sat next to in the office. Quite funny. Yeah. It happens, doesn't it? It's just... Mm. And people, if they're going to enter things like that, need a thicker skin. You can't fucking instantly whine about it. No, absolutely. Plus, you know, isn't it better to lose to a mate than some guy you've never heard of? <laughs> at least you can be happy for your um, mate or theory yeah but then again you know where he lives well mm-hmm. I suppose um, yeah I mean it's, it's all been little things for me did a few mini comics including like Roadkill that I put up on the nerd site mm-hmm. and started doing the nerds Instagram Friday funnies which I am shit at remembering to fucking put those up Sometimes they go up first thing in the morning because I remember. Sometimes they go up at lunchtime. Sometimes they go up about six o'clock in the evening because I'm like, I know I'm supposed to do something today. 
then a penguin goes up and I'm like, oh fuck, that's what I meant to do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to build much of a following on that. Um, I designed a tattoo. Oh, which is, he's finally had the tattoo yeah. done. It was really cool. He's oh, meant really? to be sending me a picture so I can put it on my website. But awesome. And um, yeah, and I've got a little proper art area in the house which I like to record podcasts. <laughs> Rather than doing any actual drawing of it, because of course you had a yeah you had your extension done didn't you? Yeah, we had the conservatory, so it yeah, created a very little cool. area. The only downside is that I haven't got enough wall room to put up the um, beast hunting battle badger page that I've got. Yeah, you have to find somewhere else for that to go. But I'm quite happy with it. I just need to get my own office sort of chair. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm not allowed the one I want because I want a Superman one, but it's 500 quid. Is it really bloody hell? Yeah, cats like you're wasting five quid on an office chair. I'm sure sure Steve won't mind if you, um, Steve Sims won't mind if you put it up in the toilet. I see the toilet's full as well. I'm thinking (laughs) I might try and get them. Don't say things like that. (laughs) Shit is full. Shit is full. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm um, toying with the idea of seeing if I can get away with having them going up the stairs. Because they won't get any natural light there as well, so... Oh, of course, they will fade, yeah. So they'll be protected. But it's... I, I can't see the boss going for that. <laughs> but, but yeah, sort of anything else, personal achievement-wise, for you? Um, I'm still alive. That's quite yeah, that's... this year. <laughs> I don't um, know. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I, I wake also... up and I'm like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not just me. I've also kept a chameleon alive this time as well third time of trying i ain't touching this because whenever we talk about keeping things alive or things That's dying true. we killed bob hope no we're still alive we're okay good 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 um yeah i mean that's that's kind of it for me <laughs> i don't know if that's sad or <laughs> or awesome but yeah i like to say I only go for small personal achievements because I'm a lazy shit mostly. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right, then let's do the sort of standout slash highlights of the year. Should we start with TV? Okay. Because that's probably going to be a short one because I one I didn't make a note of all the TV I watched this year because I thought that was insane until it came to trying to do this list. And two, I don't think I've actually watched much that was new this year. That isn't, I mean, old House of Games and old episodes of Whose Line Is it Anyway USA seem to dominate a lot. Which is just what I, I've got that on my list as well. That's what I've been watching. Uh, see, my problem with both of those is that we'll binge watch them for a little while and then it's like, I'm kind of fucking bored of this now. So we leave them built up on the planner for ages. I think we've got 100 odd episodes yeah. of House of Games now. It's good. Okay. I like it. But like anything like that, you watch it too often. It's like for a long time, well, you know what I'm like. I obsess over things for a little bit of time and then get bored of it. It's like the repair shop. Mm. That was my favourite thing for a long time. And now I'm just kind of like, eh. <laughs> Watch the Christmas one. But my standouts were, or highlights for me, um, yeah. I'm going to save the top one because that's definitely my overall one. Um, the Kaminsky Method, season three. The Michael Douglas series on Netflix. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah. I have not watched it, no. You should watch it. It's fucking superb. 
it's okay. it's a there's only three series as well it's it ends on the third series uh, but, yeah. good yes yeah. yeah it was a they only ever intended to do three i think so that was nice um resident alien started on sky one which got some shit reviews from what i saw but i really liked it with um alan okay. tudyk um that's worth checking out um on the british crime drama front um unforgotten series four was fucking ace everybody was banging on about line of duty which was also pretty good um yeah. and i didn't hate the ending like most people did but yeah unforgotten series four was fucking superb i like that series anyway um and john stewart was back on apple tv which as a fan of him when he did the daily show I've really it's only four episodes but and finally Apple TV Plus is now available on your Skybox. So I don't yes, have to go through that fast plugging in the fucking Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah, that's that's quite new, isn't it? Yeah, it's dropped on there yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Cuz that was my main reason for I got Apple TV Plus purely because there was a new John Stewart program coming. Mm. So that's why I'm paying 5 quid a month for that. Um and I'd want to watch Ted Lasso anyway, so that's possibly our plan to watch over the festive period is the first two series of Ted Lasso. Um, yeah. But my big TV highlight of the year for me was Only Murders in the Building. Oh, Disney Plus. Yes. Or technically on Star on Disney Plus if we're being. Yeah. But did you watch it in the end or? No, I haven't yet. That is watch it over Christmas. It's that perfect wintry program to watch. Oh, okay. It's it's got that nice winter feel as well. It is yeah. fucking superb. Okay. I mean, I like Steve Martin anyway. I'm one of the few people. And it reminded me of how I used to love to wine cat up by doing the, uh, I'd like to buy a hamburger from um, <laughs> the Pink Panther movie he did. Yeah. Um, which I then got the boys to start doing as well. So we now all enjoy doing that to wine cat up. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's it's less a marriage, more just abuse. <laughs> yeah, she, she's not suffering enough anyway. <laughs> oh, you know, she grew up to take that fan. She can take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved Only Murders in the Building. It's so well written and so well um, played and everything. Um, I hope because there's a second series coming. I really hope it fucking sustains it. Yeah. Because sometimes series like that, you're like that series was perfect. Let's not make any more and ruin it. But I kind of get the feeling that they know what they're doing. So, but that was definitely my highlight. Um, Marvel stuff largely been disappointed by on Disney Plus. I don't know how much of it you watched in the end. Uh, most of it. The only thing I haven't caught up with is Hawkeye. See, I'm loving Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye might be my standard. One Division was great, but I think One Division's a watch it once, and I'm not sure it's got the rewatch value. Yeah. Um. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I found a bit of a slog. Yeah. Uh, what if I really lost interest in? We sort of forced ourselves to watch the last few episodes the other day. Um, I mean, it was fine, but it was just like, meh. <laughs> and it was all kind of miserable. It was all very DCEU. Mm. It's like, can we not have a little bit of fun? Because it's like, basically every episode is, how would we kill off the character this time? How would we kill off the character <laughs> this scenario? How would we kill off Iron Man in this scenario? Because we can't afford to get Robert Downey Jr. back. So, um, But yeah, um, 
on the superhero stuff, I'm loving. I'm only two episodes in, but I'm loving that there's a Superman show back on BBC One on Saturday nights. Is there really? Yeah, Superman and Lois started. It's all on iPlayer, but I'm saving it and watching it on Saturday nights to get those old. Oh, Lewis and Clark Fields. The old show. No, it's a new. It's a new new show. It's Superman and Lois. Okay. It's it's a new show from the people who did all the Arrow ones. But they put oh, it, BBC One bought it and then they you know, bought the rights to show it in the UK and they put it on BBC One on a Saturday in the old Lois and Clark time slot. Oh, cool. So it's getting me in the feels and I made the boys sit and watch it with me. So it's sort yeah. of become a little, I think they're bought, it bores their tits off, to be honest, apart from when he's doing the Superman stuff. But I'm just like, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. So I'm making you watch it. <laughs> In that you will like the thing that's similar to the thing I liked when I was younger, and it will be your thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, other than that, I really enjoyed rewatching the champions on Talking Pictures on Sky, mm. deep down in the movie channel, because I used to love watching that on a Friday. It's gone about six o'clock on BBC Two. They repeated it. It was an old ITV program from the sixties. But you remember when BBC Two used to show things like the new Avengers and the champions and all that on a Saturday before it was around six ish, I think six or seven No, before I they kicked in with like Red Dwarf and all that or Gardener's World and then okay. Red Dwarf. Yeah. Um, no, I can remember Channel 4 used to play Lungs of the Giants and things like that. Yeah, I used to do that on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Voyage to the yeah. bottom of the sea. Yeah, that's it. I love all that shit. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed that. So I watched that every well, I taped them every Sunday and then watched them every so often. Cat would come in and be like, oh, you watch this shit. <laughs> you don't understand. You weren't there, man. Uh, but yeah, what about you? What TV highlights have you got other than House of Games? And... Um, Only so Where's Essex? I, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> the other one that I can't remember the name of. Maybe uh, Chelsea. Real Housewives of Cheshire. All that shit. Yeah, all those. Um, so not really major on my on, because on my TV shows um, I got Falcon Winter Soldier down but again I watched it for the sake of watching it I didn't really you know yeah that's okay. kind of been the thing with Marvel this year hasn't it it's like I'm watching it more for you, the sake of watching you, it you got to watch it in case there's anything hinted at for the next movies uh, same with One Division I just didn't really enjoy it see uh, I, I I liked it for what it was but like I say it's you just kind of like get on with it and then I mean, yeah, the worst thing is going online after you've watched it because it's everybody being like, it's Mephisto. Or it's going to be fucking Mr. Fantastic. It's like, it's not, they're not going to fucking waste that shit <laughs> in a TV yeah, series. Absolutely. No offense to the TV series, but if they're going to bring in Mr. Fantastic, it's not going to be fucking Backdoor yeah. and a Disney Plus show. Absolutely. Uh, but what I do have on here. Um, Oh, well, actually, yeah, there are others. So we've been watching, re-watching Seinfeld. We're still watching the American New Zealand anyway. Uh, that kind of thing. But one thing I do have on here that you didn't mention was the He-Man Revelations. See, it wasn't a standout for me. Mm. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. See, I didn't. I quite like the designs, but I thought, thought the animation felt a little bit farmed out and flat in places okay um and i just didn't like the story like i say all right um 
spoilers, so skip ahead like a couple of minutes. But I didn't like the way, not specific spoilers, but spoilerish. I didn't like the way it brought back characters that you like remember from the original series just to kill them off straight away. Yeah. Oh, so you'd okay. be like, oh, there's so and so. Oh no, they're dead. Oh no, they're not just dead. They're completely fucking dead. Their souls have also <laughs> been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of. I mean, there was stuff in it that I did like, but I just, I don't know. It didn't need to be as fucking bleak as it was. It was bleak, but what really got me, I, was, I mean, see, the portfolio of characters in, in He-Man, I mean, it's very vast because they wanted to sell toys. So there's thousands of them. And yeah. the ones that they picked were really random. Like like, like Rob, Roboto. Yeah. Very random. Um, Faker. Um, you know, Spike was in it as well, wasn't he, for a while? Yeah, like I say, I just... Real kind of B-movie human characters. I didn't come away from any of those episodes feeling good. <laughs> yeah. I felt fucking miserable after each one. And I get that, you know, but you could... I haven't watched the one that's aimed more at kids that they put on there. Mm. Um, I must admit, I haven't given that a try. And to be fair, Masters of the Universe, the original series, does not hold up as well as it did for me when I was a kid. Yeah, right, no. Because you start you know, realising that, that it's cheap animation and it's got really yeah. horrible crowbar in morals of the story. And it's exactly the same theme che- uh, 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 soundtrack all the way through every single episode. Yeah, and it's just repeated animation of He Man running yeah. and punching somebody. But that's fine because yeah. in my mind as a kid, it was the greatest fucking thing ever. But yeah, just no. It didn't. It just left me cold. I think I waited until I'd seen all the episodes. Mm. It was just, it was a bit like Transformers the movie where you watched all your favorite Transformers just getting blown away on screen. But the difference yeah. is that Transformers the movie did it in a way where you're like, you know, that's sad, but that's a rocking soundtrack, and this is all kind <laughs> of fucking cool. <laughs> Whereas this just felt a little bit like, you know, oh, I used to love fucking so and so. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> thanks i guess but i'm not one of these people that's you know fuck kevin smith and all that shit i really didn't see the point in that if you didn't connect with it fine just move on it it doesn't have to exist it doesn't ruin what came before to be fair what Mm. came before was pretty shit it's just it lives on better in your memory yeah but on the plus side it was an excuse for him to re-release some toys so and I do like the toy of the new He-Man. Yeah. I bought that in Smiths because they reduced it, and I've got an Origins Orco and He-Man. Oh okay. Which is cool, as in you know the originals just re-released. Yeah. They what? Uh, have they not got extra joints? Possibly. Yeah. But. But they're still cool. And I've got, I think I've got a Skeletor for Christmas because I wanted to buy it. But Kat was like, you're only getting it for, for Christmas. Like, All right, mum, thanks. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, but yeah. Anything else TV wise? I mean, obviously there's like your portrait eyes of the years and that that I've enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I've got Lion King 2, Tiger King 2 down. 
but we never really watched it. We watched the first uh, two episodes and kind of got fed up with it. See, that was one of those things I could not give a fuck about. I got them. Yeah. Everybody raved about that first series, but I've just got life's too short to celebrate, celebrate, and spend it celebrating white fucking trash. Mm. I know, I'm aware of how that makes me sound, but fuck it, he is white trash. Oh, completely. Oh, there's no doubt about that. So, I got. It's not that I'm highbrow in any way, shape, or form, as will probably come from my standout movies of the year. <laughs> but, um,. I just, yeah, I didn't see the fucking point. Yeah. Plus, like I say, the more people got obsessed with it online, the less appealing it was to me. Yeah. Again, it's a bit like watching the Marvel TV series, then going online, everybody's telling you their fucking conspiracy theories. Yeah. It's like, Carol Baskin's doing it. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Should we do comics next? I know you don't have many uh, in comics. Yeah, yeah, we're happy with that. Absolutely. Um, well, it, it breaks up the uh, moving pictures with some some stuff. So again, I've done some highlights. They're not all ones that were released this year, but they're ones I read this year. Um, so I'm going to do honourable mention for Bone, because if you're going to do a list, Bone's always going to come top of it, isn't it? So uh, that was my, I set myself three intention fails and I succeeded with one. Um, so yeah, um, sorry, my computer made a noise and the notification came up. <laughs> um, yeah, I read The Complete Bone and I fucking loved it. I thought it was superb. I thought I'd read the end of Bone because I started buying it from like issue whatever like the last yeah. 10 or 15 issues. I don't think I did actually read it because I didn't remember any of it when I was reading it, and I'm kind of glad. So if I did read it, I'd forgotten it. But yeah, I fucking loved reading that. For the first time in a long time, I was excited to sort of go to bed and read a comic for a bit. Mm, awesome. Um, That's what it's so, about. So yeah, I adored that. And then when I finished it as a little reward for doing an intention fail, I bought a bone figure. It's now sitting on the shelf, which I do like. He comes with a little Bartleby as well. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of my honourable mention. And then there's going to be a lot of small press on here because that's just the nature of it. Um, I really enjoyed uh, David Robertson's Booze Haha and the Taybridge Disaster. Yeah. Putting those together. Um, Death Inc. 1 to 3 I read at the beginning of the year by Charles H. Raymond really enjoyed that series again i was reading it on the comic house app so it was largely being read on my phone i've been meaning to get around to actually buying the physical copies um i just haven't got around to it yet but um i really enjoyed reading those uh, they were so well written so enjoyable to read um really enjoyed that uh george mayhem on the uh, tribute press patreon by tony esmond and daryl forp I thought I was superb. Are you on the Patreon or? I am not at the moment. No, but well, I should be. No, really. that's fine. I'm not. I'm not calling you out on it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you are. You just um, did. <laughs> yeah, Tony. Um, no, I really liked that. It was really. Good. I mean, Daryl Forbes' art is fucking superb. Anyway, I love his style. Mm. I think that mix with Tony's um, writing and sort of the way it handled um, post-traumatic stress and that sort of thing. Um, really well in a really kind of 
broad and on the nose sort of way. There was a wonderful subtlety sort of addressing a, a war person coming back from war kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, dealing with the depression and that of the things that he'd seen. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it, that haven't read it. Um, Ink is Adventures by Dan Harris, which was last year's Inktober that he then released as a book. And then this year's Inktober is coming out as a book, which will probably drop after Christmas or after the new year. Um, really enjoyed that. Just funny little four panel strips based on the Inktober prompts. Yeah. Um, they were great this year. Yeah. Last year's ones were great as well. Um, like I say anything where you sort of sitting there reading it and pissing yourself laughing is always a good thing partly because you get a weird look from the wife um, <laughs> I really enjoyed Let's All Die by uh, Sean I'm going to murder some names now so I apologise by Sean Gabarin uh, Michaela DeSacco and Jan Perillet I had to get Comixology just so I could buy the issues to read because mm. I couldn't get the physical ones Um the fourth issue, I think, I don't know whether it's because there was a, I read one, two, and three fairly close together because I was slightly behind. So one and two were already out. I didn't have to wait that long for three. And then there seemed to be a really long gap to four. Um, it's basically about this um, suicide support group. Then this guy goes in and says, look, if you all want to die, but you don't want to kill yourselves kind of thing. I run this thing and there's like a Jason Voorhees kind of killer there. He was like, you know, it'll appease him for a little bit, which will help me. And, you know, you all get to fucking die. So they all go there. And then, you know, the guy starts picking them off one by one kind of thing. Weird. OK. But because they all but they sort of realize that maybe they don't actually want to die. And then somebody wanders into the camp who isn't suicidal. So it yeah. become, adds a slightly different thing to them, sort of not wanting to die, potentially. Um, I'm not explaining it very well, but I don't want to. Sounds reminds, I don't know why it kind of reminds me of, of a cabin in the woods a little bit. Yeah, it's sort of that. Um, it built up to what I thought was going to be an awesome fourth issue, and it was a good fourth issue, but I don't think it stuck the landing as well as it potentially could have. But I also don't know yeah. what I wanted from that fourth issue, yeah. if that makes sense. A bit like anything, like, you know, fucking endgame. It's never going to satisfy... The longer you've had to build it up, the less likely it is. It's, you know, it will satisfy, but it won't quite hit the mark you were hoping for. Yeah, of course. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Um, Monster by Bar- Monsters by Barry Windsor Smith, which, you know, was the hot book of the year um, that everybody was talking about, um, which I. It's a superb comic. It's lovely art in it. Um, it's not a fun read because there's some really dark shit in it. Um, child abuse and that sort of thing. You know, stuff that generally I don't like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's a superb comic. I mean, it's like 30 years in the making. It was originally meant to be an Incredible Hulk story. Oh, really? Yeah, but um, they wouldn't let him do it. So he went off and did it himself kind of thing. Um, yeah it's a superb work but I don't know if it's one other than going back to look at some of the art I'd be in a hurry to read again mm. a bit like when you like watch that a movie and you're like I really like that movie I never want to watch it again yeah 
it's like it did its job it's had its effect on me gonna move on now um murder volume two by john tucker he's gonna come up later in the podcast as well but um i love anything john tucker does to be fair even his twitch stream is fucking ace where he's just playing trucking games um (laughs) but um yeah i love murder volume two it was just a nice little you had to buy it through the kickstarter and then it'll never be available again thing it's just a nice little a5 no smaller than a5 a6 yeah little comic with two stories in it and um if you know john tucker you know there's like a punchline kind of thing or a little twist in it usually something you don't see coming yeah um this is a superb one about a guy who's waiting to ask a question he's waiting it happens once a year and they only answer one question he's been queuing out people have offered him millions for his spot and it gets to his thing and he asks his question and the payoff in that is ace um uh, i finally read sex castle by uh kyle starks which is like it's it's a guy called sex castle and he's like a <laughs> kurt russell action hero kind of thing Amazing. and it basically plays like that um again to talk too much about it would spoil it but i highly recommend Sa- checking that out. especially like, like those publisher. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Snake Pliskin. Yeah. Going back to his hometown kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and before I do my two top picks of the year, or my two big standouts of the year, uh, Beast Hunting Battle Badgers, the complete collections by Steve Sims. I mean... Can we can we skip off that for two seconds? Yeah. Because guess what I've got as my only comic? <laughs> Beast Hunting Battle Badgers? Absolutely, I have because I absolutely I know it's probably it's a couple of years older, but it's probably started a few years old a few years ago, didn't it? But did the last issue come out this year or the year before? I think it was this year. I think it was this year, and then but because the complete collection came out this year, it counts. If you want to chuck it in this year, because as a complete book, um, yeah, obviously it's like five six years in the making, isn't it? What a stunning book it is as well. Oh, that's a gorgeously put together book. It feels like a really oversized annual. Yeah, but without it does. the puzzles and shit in the middle. <laughs> we we had um we interviewed him. He we had a, a podcast with him, didn't we? Yeah. A few months ago now, all about it, and it was great because I had a load of nerdy questions, and you you let me basically let loose on him for for about twenty minutes. Yeah, I had a nap. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it was great because in order because I had a lot of questions about his um. Because I was really interested in his process and how he did certain things. So he just sent me a load of his uh, in-progress stuff, you know, and I just sat there in awe for about an hour just going through it and thinking, well, we've got to ask him why he's done this. And what he's thinking behind that. And yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he's he's also with one of my artists of the year as well for me. Yeah. Um, because he's, yeah, the guy's just annoyingly amazing. The work's so consistent it. through it as well. I don't know. Oh, incredible. Yeah, there's a, there's a good chance we'll be blowing smoke up the ass of people who've been on this podcast before but and our friends, but that's kind of what we do, I'm afraid. That's kind of what we do. <laughs> They're our friends for a reason, because we blow smoke up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> so they keep us around. Yeah. No, they um, give us money. <laughs> sometimes you look at small press things, and, um, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but you see the art, well, even big press things for want of a better term 
you see the art develop throughout the story. Steve's mm. is consistent throughout. Mm. I, he doesn't get worse. He doesn't get better. He is consistently excellent throughout. Yeah, he is the absolute master of character design as well. That's it. And to stick with something for six years. Yeah. Because he did pretty much an issue a year, didn't he? Yeah. He might, he might have got two out in a year towards the end. I know issue six was like a double size issue, wasn't it? Because um, I got them all individually and then I bought the book as well. And I bought yeah. on a re- I got an original page with it as well from the Kickstarter, which is just fucking gorgeous. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, that's a superb achievement. It's a superb example of why he isn't, hasn't got like Image or Aftershock or Vault or anybody like that sort of knocking on his door for to do a comic with them. Or even for yeah. them to put out Be Stunting Battle Badgers. Because, mm-hmm. again, that's a Netflix series waiting to happen in there. I'm not saying well, it should be. It just... But yeah. I'm not saying any comic should get to the point where it's successful enough that Netflix want to do it. But it's the kind it of thing you could see as it. it. People certainly need to read it. It certainly yeah. needs to be out there a bit more than it is. I would put it, it in be... with the likes of Bone, Asterix. Yeah. Uh, well, Yusagi Yojimbo. Sorry? Yusagi Yojimbo? The samurai rabbit that I've popped up in Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I do know who that is. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, know even Ninja seen... Turtles, I put it in with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all major influences from him. By him yeah. Anyway, especially Asterix. But I don't mean that in a, well, you just copied that. Or, you know, you no, can tell that was his influence in that he's just no, knocking no, it off no. in his own version. I mean that oh, he honours them, but does his own thing. Yeah. Um, but then my two standouts for the year, one small press, one's not necessarily mainstream, but maybe. so uh, Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut, uh, Ryan North and Albert Montes, uh, which was the graphic novel adaptation of Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five. That comic blew me away. Well, it, it's a comic. It's a book. It's what Ponzi people would call a graphic novel. And I think they actually call it that on the front. But that was a superb, beautifully put together book. I love Slaughterhouse Five anyway. I don't know if you've ever read it. Um, Is that one of the famous five novels? Yeah, yes. It's the one where they go to the slaughterhouse. (laughs) No, it's, um, it's basically about a guy who becomes unstuck in time. It's the book that in the film Footloose, Kevin Bacon describes yeah. as a classic in any town. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's about a guy who becomes unstuck in time, so it sort of jumps around his life because he doesn't live his life in chronolog- chronological order. He sort of slips to different moments. So like he's at war, then he's married, then he's old and a widow. Like, like Sam Beckett. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. But less quantum leaping. Uh, and there's there's a point where he's been taken by aliens and he's being kept in a big dome with a adult film mattress. So they can study oh, him, an adult film mattress, who's played okay. by the actress that was in Superman the movie that was Lex Luthor's Miss Tessmaster. Sorry, I thought you said an adult film mattress. An adult film mattress, yeah. Oh, I thought, that's genius. That mattress yeah, had a lot of spunk. Squishing around as he's rolling over. What the fuck's that? Um, Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's. 
I watched rewatched the film again this year, which I thought I'd seen, but I didn't remember anything when I watched it. So I think I yeah. just read the book and created the film in my mind, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but this comic is like the perfect thing between the book and the film, yet being its own thing. Like I say, it's beautiful. The art in it's stunning. There's a lovely simplicity to it, but at the same time, a bit like not the same style, but a bit like the Bruce Tim Batman animated series style. Nice, clean, yeah. simple lines kind of thing. Um, when you can come round the house, I'll dig it out and show you. But yeah. the art in it is stunning. Uh, it's beautiful. So that's my sort of big release pick for the year. And Haunting by Lise Richardson is my small press pick. It's like a little square book. It's comments she put out on her Patreon that she then collected together. It's beautiful. It's like lots of different things. Like, you know, when you're walking the dog and you maybe see something in the distance, and you're like, oh, that's kind of creepy. What That could be a man or a thing that's like a bag yeah. blown in the wind. But you never get the resolution of it, the same as you would when you're walking the dog. Yeah, so yeah. If you see something creepy okay. that looks like a man stood on a hill, you'll never know what that was unless you walk over to it. And it's just like these weird little for want of a better term ghost stories without actual ghosts kind of thing okay it's such a good book it's beautiful the art in it's beautiful it's like little paintings um it's a stunning piece that's that blew me away when i read it i bought it on a recommendation from i think it was john tucker recommended it Mm. i was like that's good enough for me i think he recommended it on twitter i think vince had talked about it on the acp as well um but yeah that's a stunning book. I love those little square books as well. A bit like I did the Nerds book. It was a little square book. Yeah, yeah. It's that size. Uh, or like the Rachel Smith books. They were little square books, weren't they? Yes, um, they were. Inky yeah. Adventures, that was a little square book as well. I love a little square book. If you want to get me, get me a C. If you want to get me into buying your book, make it a little CD-sized square book. <laughs> I'm a sucker. <laughs> I do yeah. like... It's what I like about John Tucker's thing as well. I do like that these books are starting to come out in all different sizes. Because for a yeah. long time, everybody just assumed it had to be American format or British format. But I like that we're getting them in interesting little sizes and styles and that. It's great. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's my two, that's all my sort of standouts of the year. But I'd like to say, I think Slaughterhouse Five and Haunting uh, by, like, by Lisa Richardson fucking superb i may have said her name completely wrong as well so i apologize but l-i-s-e yeah let's go with that yeah i'm shit with names (laughs) aren't i andy (laughs) rue andy (laughs) rue um yes i mean that's sort of it for me on comics while we're sort of talking should we go do you want to do your artist now, or should we go back to moving the images? Sure. Uh, yeah, so what is this? Kind of similar, aren't they? Kind of similar vein. Um, in fact, I'm going to go straight into my first one, then we'll be straight into Steve Sims. Straight uh, into Steve Sims. Oh, if we needed a title for the episode, that would have been it. Oh, the Haunted Steve Nerds, Steve. straight into Steve Sims. <laughs> um, I've kind of been... I'm a little bit biased on this one because um, I, I've kind of had the opportunity, thanks to kind of having a few comic cons with him and um, ever st- and um, doing the podcast with him to actually kind of personally pick his brain 
um, and he's been giving me tips and tricks on character design and things like that. And going into so, Steve's and then picking his brain does sound like you've got him locked up in a fucking dingy basement saw style and you're cutting him up. I don't know what you're talking about, Your Honor. <laughs> I've known from um, Steve for a while, actually. No, I haven't. I really need to message him. He did give me a lovely message on some of my work the other day, which was great. But I do, I do need to message him. Um, but he, I mean, his stuff, as he said, as he said before, he absolutely blew me away his stuff, and he's just so nice with it as well. And he's so incredibly annoyingly modest. You know, kind of uh, asking him, and yeah, he's incredibly generous with his tips and tricks and his comments. I've just sent him stuff for his opinion. And it's been great because he hasn't kind of one huddled me. He's basically been said, you know, you need to improve on this, etc., which has been fantastic. Um, he loves what he does as well. It's clear both in his work and the way he talks about it. And how passionate he is about it. Oh, well, yeah. I um, I think the first time I really kind of got chatting with him was uh, I was down in Bath. Was it Bath? Yeah. Yeah. And you're on the table Bath, next to you. He was on the table opposite me, so we were right. kind of staring each other in the eyes all, all day. And, and <laughs> you locked um, eyes, and you thought, I, "That's when I want to yeah. get into Steve Sims." <laughs> that's what, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's when I bought <laughs> one of his original pieces. I'm so sorry, Steve. Um, I'm so sorry, <laughs> so sorry, Steve. <laughs> um, he's got to listen to this. He, uh, I'm going to message him to tell him to listen to this. Um, <laughs> tell him we talked about getting into him. <laughs> um. <laughs> and yeah, so he's kind of he's being, at the moment he's kind of slightly. This is going to help as well. He's kind of my art crush at the moment. Um, <laughs> and the restraining order dropped shortly after this episode. <laughs> if he wants to get hold of uh, Bill and T, and ask how to get restraining order again, see, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> he can bring you on the same one that Dylan's got off from me. <laughs> um, across an email. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, he's one of the, uh, he's very much this year. Um, I've kind of started my affair with him. <clears throat> anyway, my others on my list are uh, mainly uh, from Instagram and people I've gone talking to on Instagram and that kind of thing. Uh, I will start a little bit closer to home because um, I recently uh, contacted David Kennedy oh, about cool. when about one of his pieces that I saw in, in that. Have you seen his um, power loader that he had in the Aliens book? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Have you seen that? Uh, well, I asked him about it, and he, ha- he had a, uh, some prints done. So um, he sent me, I, I, bought, I bought a print off him, and it came cool. this morning, I think it was. And, mate, it is flipping stunning. Um. It was the it was the it was what he had printed in the alien, but it's, it's a really interesting painting on the power loader. Um, in fact, I have a picture of it right here. I will quickly send it to you so you know what we're talking about. But um, I had him, I had him last year, um, for uh, for Secret Santa, which I presume That's was right. this year. I don't know. I. Mm. I've, um, um, I think it was mentioned in the Slack, and I think um, oh, okay. Hugh shouldn't be named mentioned doing something. Oh no, that was a comic swap. Oh uh, god, yeah. Um, uh, so uh, hang on, let me find his book, The Aliens. Uh, there it is there. 
that is, let me quickly send that to you. And so it's basically, it's the image blown up on an A3, beautifully done prints, actually. Uh, I'll save that to you, send this to you now. How amazing, the lighting on it, especially, it's backlit, which is quite unusual. Um, here you are, have a look at this. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I had him in the thing last year, and I think I drew a bit of Optimus Prime. Ooh, that um, is nice. Isn't that stunning? So I've got a really nice print of that. Cool. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so the, the, I mean, I've been watching, looking at this. That's just great, anyway. So that's David Kennedy. He is, is it Cherry Sher Cherry Sheriff? Yeah. Cherry Sheriff on Instagram. Um, then we have other artists I've discovered. Given him year. a follow. I've given him a follow, yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, Christopher, is it, that's basically what he, 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 he comes, we um, post of, post of Christopher, and his uh, Twitter name, his Instagram name is c.e.a.l, so seal with a C. Um, he's a Swedish artist. And was he Norwegian? Oh, he's foreign anyway. <laughs> um, but he's, uh, he's, he's brilliant. He's um, very much uh, old school uh, oil, oil paintings. And um, he's sent, he's given me, I think it's in the post as we speak, he's done me a commission, which for free, which is beautiful of him, because we got chatting and he said he'd do one for me, of okay. Zoot. And it is a stunning, very different to anything I've ever done. And it's oil colour, but he concentrates a lot on two-toned uh, lighting. So, like, coloured lighting on the one side. And his stuff is just incredible. If you have awesome. a look at... Uh, um, yeah, so that's c.e.a.l, so seal with dots, with a C. It's uh, a really annoyingly a really really nice guy as well. Um, he hosted one of the draw you um, uh, draw me a robot prompts a few year a few months ago, so that's how I kind of got to know him. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I remember seeing his zoo you did for you. Yeah, that's the zoo I was on about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I he's, 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 have you got it in front of you? His all his stuff. Yeah. You see what I mean about the, the way he handles the lighting. Yeah. Pieces. Uh, you know, there's always two sources of light on it and everything. It's stunning stuff. Uh, then we've got uh, David Diaz, um, who's pretty incredible as well. And he, uh, what's his name? He, David Diaz, who we, um, he draws under the name. Underscore uh, Illustrator. Underscore Illustrator with a D. Yeah, David Diaz underscore illustrator is a Spanish artist. I should write these names so we can have really them. Cool. Uh, really cool stuff. Um, he's a nice guy as well. Uh, really goes heavily on his robotic um, details and stuff that I get hard on for. Um, so he's got to really stop cool. sexualizing this dude. <laughs> no, no good, mate. No good. Uh, I've only got three more. Um, now there's a guy who I think I discovered last year. Uh, he 
Stephen Lambert, his name is not Lampard, he's not a footballer or whatever. Stephen Lambert, and his um, he's called Lambert underscore design. Amazingly, it's all sketchbook work. Uh, well, I say all of it, the majority of the stuff is sketchbook work, but it looks so solid and just so incredibly rendered. It looks it looks digital, um, but it was the way because he works annoyingly. He works exactly the same stuff that I use. So marker pens with white paint and white highlights on toned paper. Yeah, I love, his, I like I love his Rudolph in a hot rod. Isn't that fantastic? But look, if you look at his robots directly underneath that, they yeah. are all rendered. They're, they're hand drawn. They're all um, sketchbook work. But it's the way the, the details, like especially the way that if you find a white robot, the way that he uses the ink and white pencil for the white yeah. pencil to be a shade of the white is it's just genius. It really is very clever. And uh, I've had conversations with him, and I've asked, him, "Can I have a break on how you do this? How you do that?" And he's just kind of he's done videos for me to show me kind of how he's done it and tips and tricks. So I've kind of taken them on board. You know, some of the stuff I do, I, I incorporate a lot of his ideas into it, a lot, a lot of his techniques. Um, but I'm still nowhere near him yet. Um, I mean, if you look at that on the next to the hot rod robot, there's a, a red, like a red robot it's on a red piece of paper. Yeah. I mean, if you look how small that red that piece of paper is compared to the pen. He does yeah. a lot of stuff on colour post-it notes as well. Cool. He's an absolute beast. He's great. Uh, nearly there, nearly there. Um, then there's another guy who I've kind of fallen in love with. But he's, I mean, he is quite famous. He's, well, he's got 183,000 followers. Um, co-founder of Ink and Clog Studio. And he's called Clog 2. So I'm hoping the other guy is called Clog 1. Uh, but he does a lot of big robot stuff that's just really highly detailed um, digital art. Oh, it's um, robot cupheads, right? Yeah, robot cupheads, uh, that kind of thing. He's just great. He does a lot of transformers. Um, he does a lot of like like robotized stuff, like I do. Um, but like big kind of mech, kind of big kind of. Um, um, yeah, I love his robot robots. ghosts. What? Yes. Why haven't you done Robot Ghosts? Honestly, that should have been right in your wheelhouse, given. Why haven't you robotified <laughs> That's us? True. That's true, actually. Maybe I should do that. I'll I'm do a little that. bit ashamed of you, I've um, got to be honest. <laughs> Clog, oh, two. Yeah, his Robot Ghosts are great, but if you look at the detail that he's got in, in there, yeah, it's incredible detail. But yeah, yeah Cuphead's are great. His Pinocchios, and I think he's a toy designer as well. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, but he's somewhere in there. He's done a Doc Ock. There it is. There's the Doc Ock. And the detail, he's got like his coats ripping. It's from the back. So Doc Ock's, you know, you know you're facing his back. And his, his coat's ripped. So you can see all the bits of metal and everything underneath it. It's amazing stuff. And if you look, he's actually got a, a video of him doing it. And it's just incredible. Of him drawing, should I say. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful, beautiful to watch. I mean, I literally I could watch it for hours. 
Yeah, it's good stuff. And finally, it's a guy I, I um, only discovered last week. Uh, I absolutely fell in love with one of his pieces. And he's he draw or used digital paints in such a, I'd say unusual way, but only unusual because I've never really seen it done like that before. I mean, you know, obviously it's a very um, practiced way because of the way he does it. But this guy, uh, if you look at his work, um, there's a piece uh, on his stuff. He's called, bear with me, I'll find it for you. Um, his name's Devin L. L. Kurtz. Oh, so, oh sorry, I, I apologise, it's a woman. <laughs> I'm really sorry, it's a lady. Her art, art so her, her page is called The Art of Devin Ella Kurtz. Kurtz with a K U R T Z. It's L, not Ella. Was it L? Is it? I apologise. L. Um, but there's a piece, uh, third one in, and it's a dragon looking into a bakery window. In oh store. yeah. And if you, it's just incredibly stunning. And if you if you click on it, you can actually see the video of her technique, yeah. the way that she uses vignettes and uh, marquees and things like that. It's really interesting stuff. But, and the way that she's got the light coming through the thin dragon wings, you know? Yeah, it's lovely. That's stunning. As I said, I only kind of found her last week and I just totally fell in love with her straight away. It's gorgeous. No, that's awesome. That's a lot more that I've just followed. So I'm going to just cool. use those. And I am going okay. to mention um, Art92, Damien and H. Oh my God, yeah. Yes. Um, there are stuff again. they've been putting out has been stunning. Damien's Sting as Constantine, or, you know, yeah. Constantine using Sting, who was the original model. Or, you know, Constantine's look mm. was loosely based on Sting in Brimstone and Regal. Um, okay. Yeah, that was stunning. Um, and just everything they've been doing this year. I know, you know, they've had stuff going on, so... I don't think they've put as much out as they've wanted to, but but H's stuff as well is fucking beautiful. I mean, Damien's too, but H, I mean, they're two different kind of similar but different approaches and styles. Yeah. H doesn't uh, draw a lot of wrestlers, does she? No. Which mine. No, but. <laughs> but yeah, both there yeah, are. But... It's fucking superb. A little quick study of Damien that she did. Mm. that was fucking lovely just as a quick kind of warm-up sketch kind of for want of a better term just a lovely little thing and i don't know i'd i'd love to be a i love the idea of i mean don't get me wrong i love my wife but i love the idea of being in a relationship with somebody who's also an artist yeah and i think weirdly that comes across in the art Sometimes, like when she drew Damien, you could almost kind of imagine them just in the same studio space together. Yeah, bouncing off each other, yeah, absolutely. It's just, but yeah, I love what they're doing. I mean, like I say, I know they've got stuff going on, and without going into details, I, I wish them all the best. And obviously, best wishes and good thoughts and positive thoughts and all that, because having gone through something similar with Cat. It's 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 a shit time, mm. but just the positivity on both of them as well. 
Mm. Um, incredibly strong. But yeah, but like I say, just going straight from just their art, the, the fact they didn't get a table at thought what baffles me, especially when I saw some of the shit that was there in photos. Yeah. I was like, that makes no yeah, fucking too. sense to me. Um, I didn't know they didn't get a table. Yeah, it was a... Think, but yeah, like I say, it's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. And uh, as I was saying, like with Steve Sims, we had I, I, we did a podcast with those two, didn't we? Yeah. An artist round table thing, and um, that was another case where off 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 camera, off microphone, I was chatting and picking their brains as well, and they were just so kind of, again, they were so modest and so. Um, it cost you so money. You bought the super sharp. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I did. It cost me twenty seven ninety nine. Which is weird because you <laughs> use mechanical pencils. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. It ruined seven of them. But, uh, they was, but yeah, they did. You should they put your whack on one in it. <laughs> no, I'm not that stupid. You let the dog eat those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, absolutely lovely people. Yeah, all the love to them. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> And again, I mean this with the utmost respect. It's not flashy art. It's just really nice studies of people and things. Yeah, and so skillful and so well well done. Absolutely. Oh yeah, beautiful, beautiful work. Yeah. Um, and really interesting as well because they, they kind of do real kind of um, like extreme angles and things like that you know they've done a lot of studies of their dogs whose name yeah. what's the name of that their gray greyhound i can't remember the name marty marty of course it is but they do some beautiful paintings of, of marty like really really close up so like his all nose you know real foreshortened nose and head and stuff beautiful really captures it the dog yeah yeah he's, he's the uh the muse isn't he wasn't he farting when we were having our interview? Wasn't he, set, uh, yeah. wasn't he <laughs> led on the floor farting all the way through it? Yeah, because they were in a windowless attic, weren't they? That's it. <laughs> Every so often, hate would just shout at them. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, they claim it was the dog. But... Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, like I say, I wanted to give them a shout. Like I said, I don't... I'm not always aware when I follow artists, if that makes sense. I'll just see yeah. something I like and then follow the artist. I don't really, sometimes I'll scroll through their stuff. Sometimes I just, as it pops up, I see it. Um, That's what she said. But yeah, and um, Dan Harris as well was the other one for me. Yeah. But I was aware of Dan Harris anyway, but just this last year, I've loved the stuff he's put out. Um, yeah. Very different to all the other stuff that we've talked about. But I loved his, his comic book, um, he brought out I think it was last year or the year before yeah the Inky Adventures that one or oh, the cosplayer that uh, doomed the earth cosplayer that doomed the earth I thought was fantastic yeah that was going to be on my list for this year as well but I had to it's difficult when you have to start whittling things down yeah so it's, it was between that or Inky Adventures mm. um, but yeah they're both superb and on a par if actually yeah I put cosplayer that doomed the earth it was two or three came out this year okay yeah fucking great stuff but but yeah, I'll like I say I'll put links for everybody in the show notes so people can go find the artists for themselves. Um, but yeah, that's sort of it for me with regard to artists. Like I say, yeah, that I'm was exhausted by your field. Well. 
So, cool. Shall we move on to films? Movies. 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 I mean... Let me just get it up, so to speak. Hello. You're not entering Steve Sims again, are you? <laughs> okay. Let's do this thing. Awesome. But initially, I thought, I haven't watched that many films that were released this year. And then when I actually went through my list, because I've watched 250-odd movies this year, according to my um, letterboxed account. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Some oh, of them are short. Some of them are like TV documentaries, but they, they yeah. count as movies. So um, I've got a few honourable mentions and a few that didn't even make the honourable mentions, but were... I enjoyed. Um, there's not a lot of high rise stuff on there, so fuck you, anybody who thought I would be like you're bringing Nomadland or whatever it's called, and uh, Minari and all that stuff. Just because I haven't, yeah, I haven't sat down and watched arty films really this year. Yeah. I've got a couple. Um, I'm going to do them in no particular order as well. They're just standouts rather than a top ten. Okay, are we going to keep a certain one to the end, like or film of the year to the end? Uh, I don't think I've got a film of the year. Maybe not. Okay. Oh, I probably uh, did. I, I, I got a couple of standouts. But again, I'm not going to say they're film of the year. Um, sort of films. Are, well, the 10 I've got are films that I sort of emotionally reacted to. Um, okay. One of them, I think apart from one, they were all released this year in this country, but one of them had its TV debut this year. So mm. I'm putting it in that. Um, so... I've got, what's it, three documentaries, four documentaries, and then some other stuff. So we got two that are the same, haven't we? So yeah. Should we do one of those in the middle. Yeah, okay. So if I do one from my list, um, so I'm going to start with a documentary. I'm going to go with King Rocker, Okay. Um, which was on Sky Arts, which... Um, I can't remember the name of the guy that it's about now, but it was a really good documentary and I really fucking enjoyed it. So was it about King Rocker? Uh, yeah, sort of. He wasn't called King Rocker though, and it's like I knew I should have made more notes about the films rather than just writing the titles down because I knew my brain would fail me. Um, I will say as well, all these films I've watched once. I've had no repeat viewings for films this year, like that were released this year. Okay. So that that's one of my ten. So what's one of your ten? Okay, so one of my ten is Godzilla vs King Kong. Nice. And I thoroughly <laughs> the film. Yeah, and it was quite funny because I because I, I rented it because obviously cinemas were closed at the time and I really wanted to see it. So I thought, yeah, what well, I'm gonna rent it. I think it was on my birthday actually. It was April. So I paid. It was like sixteen or seventeen quid. And I rented it from Apple, I think I did. And my wife actually sat down and watched it with me, which is um, quite unusual for that kind of movie. And, yeah, well, she basically, we both came away with very different thoughts on it, let's just say. It was me with a big grin, and she was, what the the fuck did we just watch? (laughs) And uh, it was good fun. It was silly. It was quite a lot of it was a needed... um, some of you know he was a bit stupid and massive big plot holes um, yeah but, it, but it's not that kind of movie is it if if it anything it's, it's one big flaw is, is that there's not enough king kong and godzilla in it yeah 
Um, but right at the end, you get a big fucking robot Godzilla. So, Spoilers. Mecha Godzilla. Me. Oh, you're sorry, sorry, everyone. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Spoiler alert. But that had me. That you know, that did it for me. That was my, that was my money shot, so to speak. Yeah. The fact you didn't call him Mecha Godzilla though disappoints me. No, you didn't. What did they call it? No, it is called Mecha Godzilla. You didn't call it Mecha Godzilla. Oh, you said sorry. a big robot oh, Godzilla. Oh, I mean, that's oh, just. For a robot I fan, said, I think you're going to get kicked out of clubs, man. I thought you said she didn't call it Robo-Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of Robo-Godzilla, though. <laughs> Robo Just with Peter Weller's voice. <laughs> I quite like that you went with that after King Rocker as well, because the statue of Godzilla of uh, King Kong plays a part in King Rocker. Oh, really? Oh, OK. Um, all right, then. my next one. Uh, I'm going to say Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. which was the Emerald Fennell film that won her an Oscar for script. Um, it's a, I really to say I liked it is quite. No, I did like it, but it's got a really dark ending, um, but not also not. It's a really weird tonal film. <laughs> um, a guy I know was like, I hated that film. and I was like. Because basically she pretends she's drunk to entrap men that then take drunk women home and take advantage of them. And she murders them or take it or she kills she them or maims them. No, no, no. She just sort of partway through reveals that she's sober, which freaks them out. Oh, OK. Questions them about what I did. And there's a whole backstory as to why she does it. But as, yeah, somebody I know was like, I hated that film. And I was like, you're kind of the guy that this film goes after a little bit, I think. Yeah. What's the um, film called, you say? Promising Young Woman. It was a Sky exclusive. They picked it up. It was on there yeah. in February. Definitely worth watching. I'm not in a hurry to watch it again. I know that sounds weird for a film that makes you mm. 10 standouts of the year, but there's two on there that are that for me. Um, yeah, it's, it's got a really brutal scene in it yeah. um, that's so well performed. Like, I, it was really fucking horrible to watch. Interesting. Um, but yeah, and it's it weirdly sort of swings between that sort of darker side and there's a sort of romantic comedy element in it, but because it's a dark film, sort of swings between those two stories and balancing that and to say any more would kind of spoil it. Mm. Um, again, I think it's one of those films that the less you know about it going in. Yeah. But I, I can see it being the kind of film that you're either going to really like it or just fucking hate it. Mm, it's okay. definitely one of those I've got a couple films like that on here to be fair um, but yeah I like I said I was blown away by it it's Emerald Fennell I knew as somebody who popped up in Call the Midwife when Cat watched it on a Sunday I was like, mm. really Call the Midwife woman got an Oscar nominated film it's like that's awesome I'm really curious um, in that you can see why in, yeah, in that weird closed-minded way, we're like, no, she's in a BBC TV program. They don't do Oscar shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, really, it's really fucking good. Or I thought it was really fucking okay. good anyway. Um, like I say, it's not an easy watch at times, and it's 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 really funny at times, and it's also really dark. Mm. Um, like I say, but it sort of straddles that line. Uh, really nicely it's a bit like king rocker i can see people disliking that but it's very yeah i yeah 
that's sort of all I got on that one. So what's your that that was one of my more highbrow ones, I guess. So I don't know okay. if you want to balance that with a highbrow choice or. Um, I should have. Okay, uh, let me think. Oh, I'm going to follow it by a very highbrow choice. Uh, Rocky and Drago, <laughs> which is basically the re 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 edited version of Rocky Four. Hashtag where's Paulie's robot. Stack <laughs> West Paulie's robot. <laughs> Have you ever <empty> Paulie? <laughs> See, now I assumed we we nearly talked about this and then I left it out. I, I assumed that the lack of robot in this film would just be the ultimate travesty for you. Oh, absolutely. It is, absolutely. Um, I think it, removing the robot does change the tone a little bit. It, obviously, it's not just the the robot edition, there are other differences as well. Like it focuses, there's a, like a 20 minute recap of Rocky 3 right at the beginning of it. So okay. I'd imagine, I'd imagine Mr. T got quite a lot of royalties from it because he's in it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's re edited. Um, so if you like the bits, there's not as many bits between the fights and the training montages. And the training montage is longer and the fights are a lot longer as well, a lot more brutal. Um, and yeah, it focuses a lot more on. <laughs> do I need to do a, a um, spoiler alert for Rocky Four, Rocky Three, uh, Rocky Four? Do I need to? Yeah, if you want, minus uh, the spoilerish. Talk around them as best you can, but I, okay. I assume Apollo Creed still dies. Yes, that was my spoiler then. Yes. All right. But uh, that traumatized the fuck out of me as a kid. I never really oh, particularly yeah. cared about the Rocky films, but Apollo Creed yeah. dying was like heartbreaking. Yeah, they. they they do focus on that quite a lot, and it's very well done actually about like the fallout of his death and what it did to Rocky and things like that. Um, yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not sure it added a load to it, but it was. And there, there was actually some moments with really bad editing, like where they cut off an actor halfway through a line, and just because obviously whatever they say next isn't you know maybe they mentioned a robot or something i don't know but yeah. that doesn't work at all there was a few bits like that it just it's a robot rolling around in the background with a birthday cake <laughs> yeah and then i'm just absolutely yeah nobody acknowledges it you know i must admit um, i think because i was so traumatized with the whole apollo creed thing i'd forgotten there was even a fucking robot in that movie until years yeah. later <laughs> when i think i messaged you and be like was there a robot in one of the rocky films <laughs> you're like yep yeah, rocky four it's the greatest film ever yeah absolutely so um, does it improve yeah. the film i think so i think it it makes it a little bit more streamlined and it's a little bit more easy to follow if it ever was difficult to follow i don't know but it's you think they did it because of Creed 2? Because obviously Creed 2 is kind of a sequel to Rocky 4, isn't it? It is, yeah, because it's all about Drago and um, Drago's son and Apollo's son. Is there any more like I mean, motivation for Dolph Lundgren? He's very much the, if he dies, yeah. he dies, one-note character, he, isn't he? he? Well, he is at the beginning, but then he changes at the end, doesn't he? Because, I honestly um, can't remember. It's been such a long time. I just always remember him being kind of the boo-hiss yeah. baddie. And he didn't really have any he story is. to but you realise when he's starting to lose, the, the manager guy, whoever, I mean, his promoter, comes up to him and says he's stupid and he's losing and he must win. Just win the match. And he kind of freaks out a little bit and strangles him and picks him up and says, I'm doing this for me. 
So yeah, that's like you and me at cons when the sales aren't going so well. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you you're a loser. You start to strangle me. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I'm doing this for me. <laughs> for me and Steve Sims. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, I'm so sorry, um, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> you listen to this, it's fine. This is the makers of this podcast low. would like to extend ex- extreme <laughs> yeah. apologies to Steve Sims. <laughs> this isn't necessarily, necessarily um, their thoughts and views. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where was I going with this? Um, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, watch it, it's good. I completely lost my train of thought there. Steve Sims uh, in a bikini started dancing in your head, didn't he? Like Barney Gumble. In- <laughs> like Barney Gumble. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, God. All right, then. I'm going to, as we're sort of... I'm going to go for next. I'm going to go for Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal and Greed. Okay, I know nothing about this one. Did you not watch it on Netflix? No, I didn't. I would have thought it would have been all over your radar because it was anybody with a remote interest in art was fucking all over it. Because I think everybody thought, shit, if they're going to start throwing shade at Bob Ross, I'm going to burn Netflix to the ground. Um, It's sort of a documentary two halves. There's a really nice thing about Bob Ross and the show and that. And then it gets into the seedier side of the couple that sort of managed him. I heard, I knew that bit. I knew that there was that, that um, he was kind of being manipulated a little bit. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and they kind of fucked over Bob Ross's son for anything. They made Bob Ross, or I don't know whether they made him sign it or whether they faked his signature. Again, I don't want them suing my ass. Um, I watched it shortly after I got a really cool little Bob Ross thing for my birthday and now i kind of look at it with a little bit of disgust because i know that the money went to them instead of anything going to bob ross's son Mm. who should at least get a cut of stuff but i mean it's the stuff about bob ross is really nice it's really interesting to just learn more about bob ross so there's Uh, no nastiness actually about bob ross himself no not at all okay right Um, or not that i remember anyway and if it is it's very much as an aside rather than a he was a monster because he definitely wasn't um and i love putting on like a joy of penguin to watch and fall asleep to it's just so fucking relaxing yeah i'd love to try and paint along with it one day but i know that mine will just look like a fucking turd (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah um, yeah it's i mean you've got the thing you've got with any documentary is that they've clearly taken a side going in Mm. and so the documentary very much swings to that so you're sort of left to how much a bit like any documentary a bit like if they make that documentary series they did about woody allen based on the faro side of things was always going to be a hit piece on woody allen whether no matter which side you come down on it's always going to be play Woody Allen up as the villain of that story yeah if you see what I mean and again I'm not saying he's not the villain I'm not saying he is the villain but I'm just saying that we're a bit like a Michael Moore documentary if he's going after George Bush George Bush is going to be the villain of that again again I'm not defending George Bush or anything but you know what I mean when they make a documentary they've got an idea they've got an agenda so yeah there's always that thing in the back of your mind of like you know are these people as bad as the documentary making it out to be just because 
I know how documentaries work. But at the same time, yeah, I think they kind of were. <laughs> mm. um, it's always difficult when you've not got that voice balancing out of being like, you know, no, no, they were decent people. I think when a documentary is lacking that, either because nobody wanted to get involved or they didn't ask them. Yeah. You're sort of left with that thing in the back of your mind of. But then, I mean, it's going to come in with a documentary I'm going to talk about in a bit as well. Um, but yeah, I I think with anything like that, you've sort of got to go with the emotional journey it takes you on as a film rather than. I Again, a bit like watching a fiction movie. If it takes you on that journey while you're watching it, it doesn't matter that it's bullshit that he survived getting shot in the shoulder three times or whatever kind of thing. It's about the moment of watching it. And yeah. I was watching it. I was thoroughly engrossed. I, like I said, I've always loved Bob Ross anyway. It's just that weird, comfortable thing. A bit like being at your nan's house or something. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's that comfortable. It's nice. It's gentle. It's Sunday afternoon or... Back when Channel 4 used to do the education slot in the morning on a weekday, you'd watch it when you're at home sick. Yeah. It's it's that. It's that nice and comfortable nostalgia, and it doesn't tarnish that in any way. Other than the, you know, the people behind it were potentially monsters. Not Bob Ross, yeah. but the people behind Bob Ross kind of thing. So am I right in thinking? I know maybe I didn't know a little about it. Didn't they take him in? Didn't they give him a hat? Didn't he live with them for they a They basically... They basically made him a brand, right. Bob Ross kind of thing. So he was very much doing his thing, and it was the nice positivity, happy thoughts. You know, the whole, you Change, know, yeah. there aren't mistakes, there's happy accidents, that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, you've got that nice philosophy, and you, like I say, you come away from it with your Im- image of Bob Ross intact. Because, like I say, there was always that thing when they did the trailer that, and when people first heard about it, it's going to be like, well, they talk about him being in the army. So they're going to say he was a fucking monster on set. Yeah. And, you know, blame military training kind of thing. So he was just strict and all J. Jonah Jameson about it. Um, but, yeah, it's not that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. So I highly recommend okay, it. Okay. Yeah. It's about an hour and a half. Like I say, it's a two half. So you've got the really nice Bob Ross stuff and then you've got the darker stuff. So is it in the same kind of vein as that Michael Keaton um, McDonald's documentary um, movie? What's it called? The Founder. um, The Founder. Founder. Uh, Yeah. By the end of The Founder, you do kind of think Michael Keaton's character is a dick. But yeah, it is that. It's... Um, yeah, he was manipulating. He, he screwed um, over Ron, the McDonald's brothers, wasn't he? Yeah, Ron Swanson. Yeah, the the Parks and Recreation actor that should have been cast as Garfield, rather than the Parks and Recreation <laughs> character that was cast as Drongar, uh, as Garfield. Hang on, who was who was cast as Garfield? Chris Pratt's the new voice of Garfield in the new movie. I didn't know that. And you kind of look that. at it, Shit, really? and you like, yeah, and you like. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Offerman's right there. Dude even looks like Garfield. Yeah. You look him at Ron Swanson when he's got a dour fucking face on. <laughs> yeah. Shit. All you've got to do is pop a I Hate Mondays behind him. <laughs> and lasagna. 
That's it. Um, all right, um, so that's my one. So Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal and Greed. Okay. So what's your um, third? That's only our third pick. Fucking hell, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, um, I've got a few on here that I've got on just because I couldn't remember the movies I watched this year. So probably, you know, can I can I just have a quick overview, overview for a few of them? Uh, yeah. The Marvel movies this year I thought were a bit underwhelming. Yeah, I'm um, any on mine. I, I will say at the time of recording, we've not watched Spider-Man No Way Home. No, no, I haven't either. No, I, I'm going Sunday to see it. Um, Do not tell me anything. Book. I can't see it till after Christmas. No, I, I won't. I, I would keep your filthy spider mouth closed. <laughs> spider mouth. <laughs> um, so, what was it this year? It was Eternals, Black Widow, and Shang Chi, wasn't it? Not in that order. Was that uh, three yes. Marvel movies. Yeah, um, and Spider Man obviously would be the fourth. But... Just, yeah, um, I was kind of underwhelmed with them. Um, I enjoyed Shang Chi, but it wasn't. Yeah, I need to watch Shang Chi again. It suffers from a problem that they're all going to... I mean, the problem for me with Black Widow was that I've already said goodbye to this character. Yeah. This just feels like a pointless book. And if it had come between Civil War and Infinity War, mm. perfect. Probably would have yeah. been a much better movie. But all through it, I was like, well, she clearly doesn't die in this fucking film. And it's clearly just here to set up Florence Pugh. And yeah. the characters are great in it, and there's some really nice stuff in it. But for the whole, I was like, it just feels like a subpar Bourne film. Mm. And it shouldn't have been. This was Marvel's first female-led superhero. Well, no, second, because of Captain Marvel. But it's, you know, it was long overdue for Black Widow, and it just felt underwhelming. It's like mm. we've been on a journey with this character, and this is the story you felt was important enough to fucking yeah. bring us yeah. back in after we'd said goodbye to her. Yeah. It just felt a little bit okay. Yeah, <laughs> Something or nothing. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed um, uh, David Harbour's character, whose yeah. name escapes me. What was his name in it? Uh, I Red Soldier or something. I honestly can't remember. Red Patriot. Crimson. Whatever. Zin, that's that's how little memory was. I mean, it's a hard film to watch at the beginning yeah. as well, because, you know, it's essentially about yeah. young girls being taken and fucking either trained to death or trained to be black widows. So they didn't yeah. really get off on a fun note for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, it wasn't as good as, um, um, oh, what's that movie? Uh, Sucker Punch. It's not the same kind of vein as Sucker Punch, do you know what I mean? Did you know really just robots. Okay, yeah. Sucker right. Punch is no. Sucker, Sucker Punch, Punch is, is amazing, fucking mate. awful. It's fucking awful. Sucker Punch is incredible. It's fucking in, in awful. Bits, in, in bits. So there's a really really cool Nazi robot with uh, mech things in it. Yeah, that doesn't film. doesn't make it a great film. It's it's, it's, it makes it's it, idea of female empowerment is. I, oh God, I'm saying like it, one of those woke warriors, but um. It's in, uh, idea of female empowerment is fucking. I mean, it's a Zack Snyder movie for fuck's sake. It, it makes it in a good, a good film in the same way that Mecha Godzilla make King Kong Godzilla a good film. Okay, all right, fine. 
<laughs> Fine. <Screw it. laughs> Whatever. Um, admittedly, I've only what seen two Marvel about? movies this year, but I think Shang-Chi yeah. was the better of the two. Mm. Or the one I enjoyed more. Um, again, I wasn't sure about it. I was kind of hoping it was going to be a bit more 70s Kung Fu style. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it. both... I've not seen Eternals, but both Black Widow and Shang-Chi fell into the usual Marvel thing of something big falling from the sky. Yes, it did. Yeah. It's like, really, Marvel, you've got to get over this shit. I think that's what I like Hawkeye so much, because it's just about a guy trying to get home for Christmas, but having to clean up some shit. (laughs) There's no grand stakes. There's no fucking super army or Mm. alien invasion from the skies. It's just like guy wanting to get home to his family for Christmas <laughs> and a one-eyed dog a bit like uh, Die Hard really yeah yeah <laughs> but but yeah all right then um like I say I had no Marvel films on my list um mm-hmm. I am gonna go next for Moxie which was the film that Leslie Nope directed oh okay yeah uh, that went straight to Netflix early in the year. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's about like a girl sort of discovers that more, you know, her mum was a rebel when she was younger, so she sets up this like, um, well, it's essentially a zine kind of thing mm. um, called Moxie. It's just, I really fucking enjoyed it. It's got some great scenes. I mean, as you'd expect from. Um, Fuck, I keep calling her Leslie Nope. What's her actual fucking name? Jesus. <laughs> her name is uh, the, one, the one that isn't Tina Fey. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, See, because all I've got in my head is Tina Fey and I can't fucking get it out, so I can't find the actual name. Uh, it is uh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler, thank you. Fuck me, that's terrible. <laughs> Tell I'm getting old. Um, Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this film. It's not it's not going to change anyone's life, I don't think. I mean, it might change some people's lives, but it's never going to change my life. But I just had a real good time watching it. Again, it's another Netflix one. Mm. Um, yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And weirdly went on a little kick of young adult kind of movies mm. after watching it. Um, another film on my list falls into that. And one of the ones... Um, so, if, hang on, are young adult movies different to adult movies? No, it's just they're focused on teenagers. Oh, so not that so like, adult movie. Like, like, no, not that, that. Not teens fucking, no. Honestly, oh, okay. get your mind out of the gutter. Sorry. <laughs> what wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right, go on then. Another one for you. Um, I'm, I'm trying to run me. through quick on some of these. Let me get uh, free guy. Free guys in my honourable mentions. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about it now or wait? No, we can quickly talk about it. Eh? I don't think there's a lot um, to add. It's, it's basically live no, action Lego movie, isn't it? But... It's exactly what it is. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't quite as good as I was expecting it to be. I I liked uh, it. It was our first film back at the cinema because the kids wanted to watch it, obviously, because you know, computer games. Dan TDM pops up in it. That sort of thing. Who pops up in it? Dan TDM. It will mean nothing to you. He's a YouTuber who talks about games and shit, I think. Oh, okay. And there were loads of other YouTubers who popped up in it. Um, I liked it. It 
I'm really disappointed that they're making a sequel because I kind of felt yeah I felt like we'd said all we needed to say with Free Guy 1 yeah my only hope is that they call it Free Guy 2 Freer Guy (laughs) or Live Free Guy Hard (laughs) yes I nailed that one pod's over (laughs) good night on George Costanza that's the one Oh <laughs> uh, well, Guy Hard does sound like the porn version of it. <laughs> I don't know, live free Guy Harder. I like it. I'm writing <laughs> it down. I'm going to tweet it to Ryan Reynolds. See what yeah. happens. They should actually should do that. Actually, that's great. <laughs> I think nailed yeah, it. Then get him to buy a football team. Yes, I don't want a football team. It'll be like the uh, end of the uh, You Only Move Twice episode of The Simpsons. He'll buy me the wrong team. Yeah. Um, Dallas Cowboys. Free Guy sort of felt like those movies you don't get anymore a little bit. I know there was a lot of IP in it, but it did feel like an original-ish idea. I know it borrows from a lot of other things as well, but I enjoyed it. And one of my other honourable mentions is actually Boss Level, which is very similar to... Yeah, I've not seen that one. I've got that to watch. Again, if you can get past the Mel Gibson of it all and just remember mm. good times Mel Gibson, not, you know, problematic Mel Gibson. And, you know, he's the baddie anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, mm. I really enjoyed it. It's like balls to the wall, stupid action movie. Is it Netflix? Yeah, or Amazon. One of the two. Hang on, what's it, remind me what it's called. Uh, Boss Level. It might be an Amazon Prime job. Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll put that. I think I can watch that today, actually. It's Frank Grillo. It's sure. It's exactly what a computer game movie should be. Yeah. Um, it also fits into the time loop movies, which will tie nicely into my next picks, I think. Mm. Which is going to be talking about YA films. Um, I put two together because they're quite similar, but I enjoyed them both equally. Uh, the Map of Tiny Perfect Things. Mm. And Palm Springs, which sort of take the stuck in an infinite time loop thing with slightly different approaches. Um, oh, okay. There's Palm Springs is the one with um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Andy Samberg. Oh, <laughs> I remember yeah, okay. the name. The um, poster's got him on a lilo in the, in the, in the yeah. swimming pool. Yeah. He's basically stuck at a wedding day after day and it. <laughs> start at the beginning of the time loop like Groundhog Day does. It's like oh, okay. he's like a million days into it or something like that. Um, oh, so but he, acc- he accidentally brings somebody else into it. So there's basically two oh, people he's brought into it. One's J.K. Simmons who's trying to kill him for bringing him into the time loop. Yeah. And the other one's a girl who follows him into the cave where the time loop thingy is. Um, but it's I really enjoyed it. Um, and like I say, the other one is Map of Tiny Perfect Things, which is basically two teenagers both find out they're stuck in a time loop kind of thing. Um, oh, there's a really nice thing with the male teenager, because whenever he wakes up, his mum's just gone to work. Yeah. So he basically is stuck in his time loop, so he never sees his mum. And there's a really nice one where he wakes up, realises, runs down to the car and just hugs his mum because he's not mm. seen her for as long as he's been stuck in the time loop. So he's still stuck in the time loop, but he manages to get down in time to give his mum a hug. Yeah. And it's just really, it's 
shot from a distance but it's a really nice little scene it kind of without doing too much melodrama on it shows you kind of the stuff you'd lose being stuck in a time loop yeah but imagine you were stuck in a time loop on the day your wife left early to go away for a couple of days yeah so never see her kind of thing because you wake up at the same time so what's the downside i'm so sorry to <laughs> all right yeah i should have said something you can imagine you're stuck in a time loop and steve sims has gone away <laughs> <laughs> so you've not seen steve sims for like an infinite amount of time good lord exactly that's terrible <laughs> you've not gotten into steve sims again i'm so sorry steve <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> Steve Sims has officially taken legal action against the nurse who haunted them. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's mine. Um, again, I'm not going to go into we're possibly spending too long on the films. So I thought this might be the case. I think yeah, part of me okay. did think we should have done this as an and why not separate. <laughs> that's fair enough. Do, do you want to sk- skip over a few? Do you want to just give like some, some any, right. more, any more on your list? Let's get, we got two that are the same. So if I go through the rest on mine, and yeah. then you go through the rest on yours, and then we'll do the two that we both got on our list. Um, okay, good. The Green Knight, fucking weird film. I don't know if I liked it, but I recognise it as an amazing piece of filmmaking. I don't even know if oh, I want to okay. see it again. I think I do want to see it again, but I don't want to see it again for a little while. Yeah. Um, it's got Dev Patel in it. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime, one of the two. Amazon Prime. Um, like I say, weird fucking movie. Don't even know if I liked it, but at the same time, it has stayed with me after seeing it. Yeah. You know, that way sometimes you're like, I don't know if I liked that or not. But I can't stop yeah. thinking the fuck about it. Yeah. Um, there's that um, Zappa, the documentary about Frank Zappa, which was the Alex Winter one. Um, which one of my highlights of the year was Alex Winter. Alex like- Winter as in um, Bill S. Preston. Bill yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of my highlights of the year was Alex Winter liked one of my tweets. Oh, really? Awesome. Um, <laughs> that is very cool. I know. Um, yeah, it's the doc. He basically went into. I know we said we were going to be quick. Um, he got access to Frank Zappa's archive. Basically, oh, yeah. found out that he had all this footage that was deteriorating, so archived it all and then cut it into a documentary. Mm. Um, I'm not I I'm a Frank Zappa fan, I'm not a hardcore Frank Zappa fan, so I imagine for a hardcore Frank Zappa fan it probably leaves you wanting more. But at the same time, as a hardcore Frank Zappa fan, you could probably find that stuff out for yourself. And I'm sure there'll be more on the DVD, I've not actually got it yet. Um but yeah, it's a really good, really interesting look at Frank Zappa's life through the footage Frank Zappa shot. And another documentary that was done through footage that somebody shot was one I watched on Sunday, which was Val, the Val Kilmer documentary. Uh, isn't, okay. It was on Amazon Prime in America in August. Yeah. We didn't get it for fucking ages, and I've been dying to watch this film. And then it weirdly I put on Sky, and it was on their home screen as on Sky documentaries. Oh, interesting. So I was like, we're watching this today. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, again, it's made it's very much because um, Val Kilmer can't talk anymore because of or he can talk, but it's very much that voice I box didn't know that. kind of talk. Oh yeah, he had God, throat really? cancer. He had throat cancer. Oh, so shit, I didn't know that. 
his voice is very much like the kind of thing. So you can sort of understand him. They put subtitles on when he's talking, but the narration's done by his son, who sounds just like a young Val Kilmer. Oh, right. So he, I take it he's up for playing Batman again, then? <laughs> uh, no, he, he hated playing Batman. Really? He was like, every kid wants to be Batman, but the reality of actually being Batman when you're in a suit where you can't hear anybody, so people eventually just stop talking to you. Mm. and they just sort of walk by you because you, you can't interact with them kind of thing um it's again it's very one-sided it's it doesn't really go into the problematic areas of the reputation Val Kilmer had in the 90s for like making people yeah. on set cry and being I mean he plays it as he's a perfectionist kind of thing yeah and I I like Val Kilmer. I'm aware that there are stories about how difficult Val Kilmer is to work with. I'm aware that there were stories about Michael Douglas fucking hating his guts on Ghost in the Darkness. I still love Ghost in the Darkness. Um, But yeah, I mean, the documentary very much played with that. But like I said, with um, the Bob Ross one, as a film, I was emotionally engaged with it. I like Val Kilmer. I'm aware there's issues... Val Kilmer has a certain reputation I'm aware of that going in I was also aware that a documentary that Val Kilmer was partly responsible for putting together and had shot the footage for was never going to be a hit piece on Val Kilmer yeah because I mean you've got to be a certain kind of sadomasochistic kind of person to be like yeah I'm a fucking asshole Mm. come watch 90 minutes of me Um, um, yeah it's just it's a really nice look in like I say take it with the pinch of salt that it's very much done from Val Kilmer's point of view yeah but yeah I, I think it's still on Sky Documentary so if you've got Sky you can just find it and download it but it, it's a really interesting watch there's some nice bits where he talks about why he took the role of the saint even though the movie wasn't I lo- I really like Val Kilmer's saint movie but it's not particularly well received I don't think I don't know if it's had a reappraisal mm. or not that's an and why not episode I'd like to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's mine. Apart from the two we're going to talk about that we both got on our list. And one of those we don't need to talk about too much. Um, so yeah, what's your quicks? What's my quicks? Uh, what else have I got on my list? Hang on a minute. Um, the one that we are going to talk about. Um, I think that's me done. Okay. Yeah, that's that's we done apart from the two that we're going to talk about. Okay, well, the one we did a whole podcast and why not episode about it. Yeah, as a spoiler true. special, which was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Um, you got anything new you want to add on it, or should people just uh, go and listen to the spoiler special? I think just go listen to that, but I, I think if I could sum it up, I think that's my my movie of the year personally. Yeah, I think um, that film took me right back to being a kid yeah i know i was being emotionally manipulated by it i'm 100 on board with that i i was willing to go along with that ride yeah it didn't i know it was all cynical i'm sure it was but it didn't feel it at the time it didn't feel like force awakens did for me where it's like oh you're showing me things because i think it does also kind of fall into that trap ghost trap if you will <laughs> uh, my spoilers for actually no i won't talk about it i was going to say it does that thing that a lot of those films do um but yeah i won't go into it because i don't want to spoil it there's a whole spoiler special on it i don't think we'd actually talk about that on it but anyway 
and then so yeah the other one which is probably my standout for the year yeah. as a film is, do you want to say it uh yep it was um hang on what was it called mitchell versus the machines yeah which when i first watched it i was like what the hell is this and then i watched it again and i absolutely loved it you did not like it no i didn't i thought it was dull because then you, i watched it again and you asked me and i was like i fucking loved it i think you're gonna love it yeah. and you were like yeah didn't really do anything for me i was like you're fucking insane yeah but then I want, it must have been must have been the mood I was in, I reckon. Um, again, I've not gone back to watch it again yet. But I, like I say, all these films I've only seen once. I fucking loved it. I thought mm. the animation style was really nice. I mean, it's very much in line with Into the Spider Verse style. Yeah, very much so. But it works. So well, you know. I just had, again like Into the Spider Verse. I just had so much fun watching it. Mm. I don't want to watch it. It's not going to be one I rewatch all the time because I can see me growing. It will lose its magic, I think, each time. Yeah. I think it's one you pull out for special occasions kind of film. I know that sounds like like damage to faint praise, but. (laughs) Yeah. That got dark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I really liked it. The art of looks lovely as well. Yeah. I'm tempted to buy it on Blu-ray as well for the special features. Mm. I know it's on Netflix, but. It might not be on Netflix forever. Um, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. Um, I quite like this inventive approach to doing animation at the minute. I don't want too many yeah. people to do it because it will cheapen it. But it, it was used well and I thought it was funny. I loved the whole, you know, whatever it is, dog, pig, dog, pig, dog, pig, loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, great but yeah so I can, um before i do me short films i'm gonna do a couple of honorable mentions uh no time to die i need to watch it again before i form a opinion on it but a bit like the green knight it's one i've thought about more after the fact yeah and obviously it's a fucking bond film um and it was daniel craig's last bond film and it kind of sent off daniel craig in the style the daniel craig films did so uh, it's very much its own Bond beast. It's not part of the others, I don't think. Um, no, even though I wasn't a massive fan of it, I think Zack Snyder's Justice League deserves a mention. I know there was a toxic fandom behind it, but it's worth shouting out as a film that a director actually got to. You know, there was an active campaign, and his vision did actually get released. Yeah. Um. Again. I thought it was fine. Um, I thought I don't think it added much. I don't think it was the masterpiece everybody swore it was going to be. But it was interesting to watch. I'm glad he got his version of the film out there. Um, Generally, the stuff I liked in the version that was released in cinemas, with a couple of exceptions, seemed to be in the Zack Snyder version anyway. Yeah. I think I preferred the direction they went with Henry Cavill's Superman in the theatrical one compared to this film, but then Snyder never really got Superman. Yeah, I said mm. it, come at me, Snyder bros. Um, and then the other one was an Apple Plus documentary, which was Who Are You, Charlie Brown, which is about um, Charles Schultz. Oh, okay, yeah. And Peanuts. Um, it's only like a 50-minute one, but thoroughly enjoyed it, being a Peanuts fan anyway. Um, loved it. And then short films, 
uh, I've got an Oscar-nominated one, which was Two Distant Strangers, which is on Netflix, which is about um, an African-American guy who is it's a bit it's a time loop one as well um he gets killed each day in like a police shooting yeah. no matter what he does he ends up getting killed by a cop um that's a really interesting short um us again which is one on disney plus which is a pixar short about an old couple who discover that they're young when they're in the rain and it, oh, it's okay. silent and it's just them dancing through town in the rain it's a beautiful yeah. little short absolutely loved it when you say when you say tyler asylum i'll take it there's a soundtrack there's a soundtrack but there's no dialogue yeah 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 characters yeah. don't speak and then yeah. the other short film and possibly one of my highlights of the year just because i thought it was a really good short film and i was really really pleased that somebody i know it was based on their work is bold mm-hmm. um as i consider john tucker a friend whether he considers me one or not. He doesn't, he told me. Yeah, I know, I figured. Um, <laughs> I was just so fucking pleased for him that A, his comic, which is awesome, got turned into a short film, that that short film turned out to be fucking awesome, mm. that they did it justice, and that, you know, it seems to be really popular with everybody that's seen it. Mm. It's such a well-made short. I really, really liked it. Um, and like I say... Um, have so, you spoken to John about it? Uh, yeah, not in, any, not in any real detail, but yeah. he did an episode of the ACP talking about it. Um, that's another one I'd quite like to do, uh, and why not? Mm. Maybe him and the director. I haven't pitched mm. that to him yet. So, But yeah, um, like I say, just a really nicely made short film and just really nice to see a creator I like you know having a movie made of their work yeah such a good movie too um but yeah that's kind of it for me on films Uh, any honorable mentions or anything you want to throw in um i'd honestly i don't know about new films but i've been going through loads and loads and loads of old films um recently oh my list that's ridiculous yeah um so uh, there's a couple on there. I mean, for instance, the Kiss Academy movies. Yeah, they don't hold up. <laughs> um, when you you know when you realise when you're older that basically um, Mahoney is pretty much a bloody sex addict and paedophile. Not paedophile. That's wrong. Hang on. Um, oh, oh, whoa! You're going to have to get after you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know. Uh, some of the other old, oldish movies, you know, really are a bit dodgy now. We watch them, but there you go. That's the price of eighties movies, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, as it's Christmas, we've watched a couple of Christmas movies recently. Um, a Boy Called Christmas was quite a nice film to watch with. Sit down and watch with Dan. Yeah. Jack wasn't interested, but me, Cat, and Dan sat down and watched it on Sunday. And we watched Eight Bit Christmas as well, which is uh, on Skype yeah. at the moment. We watch that as a family because obviously it involves a Nintendo. So, yeah, um, I really enjoyed that as well. It's not oh. going to set your world on fire, but it's a really fun Christmas movie. Is that about? Is that like a historical? Well, historical, but about a kid's first Nintendo for Christmas? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I've got, seen um, trailer for that. Neil Patrick Harris in it. Yeah. Um, other films this year that I enjoyed but didn't set my world on fire were 
Uh, I like Jungle Cruise. Mm. I enjoyed the Liam Neeson film, The Ice Road. I uh, I enjoyed Guns Akimbo. I thought the Suicide Squad was all right. I enjoyed Those Who Wish Me Dead, which reminded me of those $40 million movies you used to get at the cinema. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Double Indemnity, not Double Indemnity, uh, Double Jeopardy, uh, Kiss the Girls, those sort of Morgan Freeman, Freeman thrillers you got after Seven. Oh, yeah. Those kind of ones. It just reminded me of those. It used to get on BBC on a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, like a long came a spider, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I quite liked Luca. Of the Pixar offerings this year. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, have I seen that? Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. Uh, I quite enjoyed Extinct, which was a animated film that went straight to Sky. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow War was all right. The Chris Pratt movie. I really enjoyed, oh, yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, I like that one. You turned me on to um, Love and Monsters, which was Love technically Monsters, released yeah, last year, but we didn't get it until this year. Yeah. Um, Willy's Wonderland was a weird film. I had a few, not disappointments, but Cruella was all right. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of done with this Disney taking villains and making us feel sorry for them. Because you yeah, kind of end Cruella, yeah. I don't see where this character then goes from this to wanting to kill Dalmatians. Yeah. Um, I personally thought coming to America was just meh, as in coming to <laughs> the number America. Oh shit, that was this year, wasn't it? Yeah, that title does not work in a... I watched that the morning it came out, so I was so excited about it, and I haven't seen it since. No, you didn't. You were working. Oh yeah, good point. I was working. Sorry. I'm you watched sorry. it before. I don't know anyone who listens to this. We're okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Shoplifters of the World, the film based on the. There was a story that a guy took over a radio station when the Smiths broke up at gunpoint, and the actual true story is that he thought about doing it but didn't do it and just went home. But they basically oh, made okay. a film of it, and it's like you're watching it. You're like, this film's fucking awful. You know, I'm kind of getting into it. You're like, this film's fucking awful again, and you, mm. it's just shit. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's very much what you'd expect from a Morrissey, a movie that Morrissey approves of, kind of thing. Um, but it's got mm. a Smith soundtrack, so it's all right. Um, Without Remorse was fucking dreadful. Mm. Um, I was looking forward to that because I love those Jack Ryan movies, but yeah, that was just shit. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I saw some shit films, I saw some alright films, and I saw some films I really liked. Um, saw some films with the kids. Uh, one film I did want to mention was Spontaneous, which was technically released in 2020, but I saw it on Sky this year, which is about these teenagers who just suddenly start spontaneously combusting. Okay. Really, it sounds bleak as fuck, but it's a really enjoyable movie and really quite touching in places. Um, not like the places you want to touch these sims. I'm sorry, Steve. I, it was an open goal. I had to. Um, I yeah, thought Army of the Dead was fine. The Zack Snyder movie. It's quite the year for Zack Snyder. Mm. Um, I just thought it was. How about, when, yeah, how about fine. Wonder, Wonder Woman? Was that this year? Uh, it was the year before. It came at Christmas. Oh, okay. So sort oh, of swings okay. into it. Um, yeah. I've watched a documentary about Man United, which I actually enjoyed, called The United Way, mm. given that I have very little interest in football. And 
I watched Baby Done and I enjoyed that as well. But that's it for yeah. films. Um, should we briefly, because I'm aware we've been going long, but this is the epic end of the year one. So should we briefly talk about some of the people we lost this year? Mm-hmm. We're going to do a horrible job on this. Um, three. Well, actually, the big ones for me were Sean Locke. Did you come really yes, to see Sean Locke live in Cheltenham or was that one the wife came to? Because no, the two of you sort of bleed into one. I have seen him. He stripped down um, to a Riddler costume at the end. Yes, then, yes, yes. We went with that. Yeah, we both went to see that one, yeah. Because um, that's the one I, I saw. I love Sean Locke from 15 Stories High. I had a CD of his stand-up before you could get it on DVD back when he was, like, you know, wasn't the big household name. I love yeah. 15 Stories High. I adored that series. Um, Lee put me onto that. I think that's how I discovered Sean Locke. Lee told me to start mm. watching 15 Stories High. Um, so like I say, Sean Locke, and then just his wonderful surreal humor. He was, I loved him on 8 out of 10 Cats and Cats Do Countdown and all that. Yeah, he has some genius moments on in that. Yeah, I mean, after he died, all the clips that were going around, I was just fucking tears yeah. at him. Yeah. His whole, his version of Rear of the Year, that whole thing. Claudia Winkleman <laughs> fucking in pain begging him to stop talking. Was that anus of the year or something? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You went anus. <laughs> but all the whole Rachel Riley putting on a like woolly beard and all that, and just is that's a that's a difficult wank. <laughs> and then just <laughs> the way he make, he's like can't believe he said it himself, and he's just like I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another comedian that died was Norm MacDonald. I love Norm MacDonald. Um, Saturday Night Live clips. I first saw him in the film Dirty Work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I really like Norm MacDonald. Again, not many people over here are aware of him. Um, he popped up in a few films. He was in um, Man on the Moon. Um, a few other things. I love Norm MacDonald. That one was really sad. Um, yeah, I think I only knew him from Billy Madison. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, a big one for me was Richard Donner. Obviously, I think we talked about him on the pod when it died. When it yeah. died, when he died. <laughs> I mean, fucking <laughs> Superman the movie. If nothing else, Superman the fucking movie. Yeah. But then you got The Omen, which is I don't, a film that I appreciate but don't particularly like. It's a good film for what it, in the horror film genre. Just um, but yeah, um, that the Goonies obviously for you. Yeah, of course. It's no Monster Squad, but you know people seem to love it. <laughs> um, fantastic. Then a couple of quick ones for me: Stuart Damon, who was in The Champions, which obviously I've been rewatching this year, so he was fresh in my mind. Um, he played Craig Sterling in The Champions, so sort mm-hmm. of partway through him re-showing that on Talking Pictures, he died in. Um, so that was, I always loved, like I say, I loved all three of them in the champions, but it was weird. It was kind of like I, I just got on to know him again in that way that you get to know people you've never met. Yeah, I know yeah, that sounds yeah. fucking stupid, but you know what I mean? Um, and then a couple from sort of my youth, um, Charles Grodin, who obviously I first saw him. Beethoven, but if you've ever seen Midnight Run, I fucking love Charles Grodin. And if you ever watch mm. clips of him on, I think it's Johnny Carson or early mm. Letterman, one of the two, 
his appearances on chat shows are fucking great. I mean, like I say, I first knew him as the dad from Beethoven. Of course, yeah. Which I think was the film we went to watch on my 10th or 11th birthday. That was my treat. Um, and then George Siegel as well from yeah. most recently the Goldbergs, but from Roller Coaster. And I first saw him in Just Shoot Me when I used to watch that on Channel Four or Comedy Central or whatever Comedy Central was at the time, Paramount Comedy Channel. Mm. Um, that were the big ones for me. And I know you had one you wanted to add as well, didn't you? Yeah, I also not the one I wanted to add, but um, the the guy whose name escapes me uh, from Quantum Leap as well, Al. Oh, Dean Stott. Well, I forgot about Dean Stott. Oh, that was recent as well. Yeah, it was recent. Yeah. I rewatched June this year as well because I wanted yeah. to see the new one, but I just never made it to the cinema. Yeah, apparently the new one is stunning. I really want to see it. I know, and I really should see it on the big screen, but I'm just struggling to go and see films yeah. at the cinema because it's. Yeah. I didn't. I don't like the experience. I loved seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife, but I didn't enjoy the experience of being in the cinema, if that makes sense. No. Same with Bond. It was great to see it in the cinema, but at the same time, did not enjoy the experience at all. Mm. Yeah. As, as just, you know, as somebody who's been possibly overly cautious, it's just my anxiety did not enjoy it. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, 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 I mean, Dean Stockwell also in an episode of Lois and Clark that I used to really enjoy. So he's just one of those actors he popped up in things he'd be like it's fucking Al from Quantum Leap it's like Beverly Hills Cop 2 it's fucking Al from Quantum Leap oh my god yeah show me um, yeah my one I wanted to mention was uh, something I don't mention a lot on here but I'm a massive uh, Formula World motor racing fan how do you feel about the controversy from the weekend yeah let's not go into that we've already <laughs> done about two hours of it um, I got no fucking idea what it was podcast. <laughs> it's um it's it, no don't me, go into it, it. Was, leave it walk away okay. walk away sorry sorry <laughs> uh, it was an interesting one but it's sport the season there you go i've said it um so um what's i saying yeah we lost murray walker this year which i was absolutely gutted because he was always the voice and no one would say he was the voice of all the big words and he well, was you, fantastic even i know who murray walker is yeah when i first started watching f1 back in 96 uh, he was he was the voice and he always will be the voice of the of F1 for me. Uh, that was really sad. Um, and uh, last weekend or the weekend before we lost Frank Williams as well, which was also sad. Uh, although I wasn't I'm never really a Williams fan, um, but yeah, that was sad because he had yeah. a really hard life. Um, so yeah, that's what did it for me. It's very walking. That's what did it for me. I mean. He lasted, I mean, he, he retired nearly 20 years ago. I mean, he got to, I think it was 96, I think he died out. So, you know, he certainly, you know, he, he certainly lived out his life. Yeah. Do you know the, do you know the weird little facts about um, Mary Walker? No, possibly. The fact that before he, um, he worked for a, com- uh, for a um, commercial advertising um, company and he was responsible for some things like Opal Fruits making him have water. And Mars of Day keeps them and makes you work, rest, and play. That that was all down to him. Yeah. All the slogans. Yeah, true story. Cool. Um, we should probably mention actually while we're doing it, uh, we lost one of the original Troops agents this year as well. Um, we did. Uh, sadly, Nigel died. Um, yeah. I mean, he'd not been a Troops agent for a while, but he was there at the beginning. He was a big part in helping us get Troops up and running. 
And um, he, he was uh, he was on PA system for a while, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was he was the voice of Troops. <laughs> he really was, yeah. Bless him. Um, but yeah, I'd not spoken to him for a while, so it, I think you told me it, it popped up on a Terry Pratchett group. It, it, it came up on a Discworld group, yeah. Yeah. And it mentioned about him because he actually helped. Well, I, he kind of got me into Terry Pratchett, really. Yeah. Um, and. Um, yeah, I, I spoke last time I spoke to him was a year or so ago when I had a really bizarre uh, commission from somebody, but I didn't know anything about it. It was something about Dungeons and Dragons, and he helped me through it and he advised me of what kind of, you know. That's cool. Yeah, like I say, he, was, bless him. he was a very vocal supporter of troops in the beginning and helped us get it up and Literally, running and yeah. really he helped did, us promote did. it. And yeah, when the PA system at the race course was shit. Nigel he stepped in and did the show, and he was the PA system. And he was um, louder than the bloody existing PA system. Wasn't yeah, it? and better. Yeah, yeah, he was. And cost less yes. than the race course of charges, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's sort of that, and we'll move on before we fuck it up completely like we usually do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, sort of to wrap it up then quickly, what are you looking forward to in 2022? TV, movies, personal stuff. Um, TV. Um, I'm looking forward. It might actually be out this year. I don't know, but I'm quite looking forward to the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's yeah. That's between out. Christmas and New Year, isn't it? That starts. Is it oh, okay? Yeah, I know. I've seen it being advertised, which means it'll be out very soon. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I can't for the life of me remember what movies are coming out next year. Is it multitude? Is a multitude of madness? Whatever it's called. Multiverse, multiverse madness. madness I think so. Is that coming out next year? Yeah, I'm um, until I've seen Spider Man, I'm not sure I'm excited about Marvel movies at the minute. Yeah. I'm I'm indifferent to them. <laughs> um, I mean Doctor Strange is one though, at least it's a character that we've built a relationship up with. Yes, it's not possibly a bit more investment. To, freaking, yeah. Yeah. Good. Um yeah, movie wise for me, all I've got is Mission Impossible Seven. Oh, okay. Because I fucking loved Fallout. Fallout's one of them films I've watched twice this year because I've caught it on telly both times. Um, I've still not seen it. Oh, I fucking love it. It was my film of the year, the year it came out. Yeah. Um, I've got 60 Years of Bond. There's no film, but I'm just curious to know what, if anything, they'll do. Obviously, it's 60 Years oh. of the Cinematic Bond, not the book's Bond. So um, is that documentary? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know whether they'll announce the, next, the new James Bond or whether they'll do anything for it. Um, but I'm just excited to see what they do with anything. Um, and I'm also looking forward to the Jack Reacher TV series. Yes, me too. I'm not completely Absolutely. sold from the trailer, but yeah, I see what you mean. He, he doesn't come across. Maybe it's just a trailer how he was edited, but he doesn't come across as intelligent. He, he comes almost a little bit big and daft. There's nothing about him that makes me think uh, Reacher said nothing. Yeah, <laughs> he seems a bit. Um, I quite like Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher. I mean, this guy in the TV series is a fucking unit. The dude's built. He looks like Jack Reacher from the books. Yeah. Whereas Tom Cruise didn't. But part of me quite likes the Tom Cruise-ness of it. Because if you take that bar scene with that guy, the guy in the TV series, you wouldn't mm. pick a fight with that dude. No fucking way. Tom Cruise, you'd think you could probably take him. Yeah, absolutely. But a really big uh, built. I know. I mean, that's what Reacher is in the books, and it works in the books. But I just think, in a visual medium, 
I wouldn't pick a fight with that guy. Not that I'd pick a fight with Tom Cruise yeah. either. I'm not Justin Bieber. But <laughs> but yeah, I just I quite like the idea of a a Jack Reacher you underestimate. I thought that worked well for that film. The second mm. Jack Reacher film is very disappointing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I really enjoyed that first book. Because mm. um, the whole series is based on the first book, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really enjoyed the, the second book floor. as well. So I'm curious yeah. to see where they go. I'm, I might have to start. I think reading. I think I preferred the second book to the first book, personally. Yeah, uh, I the second book had that bit where I had to stop reading it for a bit, and then it took me a little while to get back to it. And then the third book when he's hit, in, the, in in the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, in the cave. Yeah, and um, the third book's just hit a wall for me. Where I'm like, these people are just being fucking stupid, now. Yeah, they started. Those two were quite original. They were my. They were quite different. All the rest are very formulaic. I mean, I'm on book twelve at the moment. Book yeah, 11, I, I think it's book eleven. Uh, I I really struggled with. I just I couldn't be asked with it. It was very, very back and forth. I, um, I need to um, finish reading the third one and then try and get back into them. Uh, I got yeah, back yeah. more into reading comics this year, so novels sort of fell by the wayside. Um, otherwise, TV-wise, I'm hoping CSI, the reboot series, will come out over here. And I'm hoping we'll get the new Law & Order series when it drops next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, beyond that, it's just... Looking forward to doing more of this, doing more episodes of And Why Not, hopefully on a more regular basis, and just generally doing more creative stuff. I've got this area now where I can do creative stuff. Mm. And yeah, like I say, just sort of rethinking about how I put comics out into the world. Mm. And, you know, that sort of thing. Like I say, I might, I don't know about cons. I've got mixed feelings about doing cons at the minute. Um, yeah. But yeah, what about you sort of work-wise? Well, I'll tell you a funny story before we get into that. Um, so, you know that whole jokey thing? And it's a complete joke. Where you, everyone, you know, you always have with your wife, I bet you, I bet Kat's got one. And it's that whole, what is your celebrity pass? You know? Oh, okay. The, the, the one celebrity that you meet and you're allowed with, you know. It's a you know, complete joke. And I'm, I'm sure Katz is like the entire territory to take that or something. It's only Mark Owen. That was only Mark Owen. Well, um, I've always, um, like tells for instance, she loves um, um, Robert Downey Jr. And for me, bizarrely, it's always been Melissa Robert Downey Jr. Oh. <laughs> no, Iron Man is a difference. <laughs> um, Melissa Joan Hart. And I don't yeah. know why it's sort of for the kid. Anyway, because Clarissa uh, explains it all. She really does, and she can explain it to me any day. Um, <laughs> Is that what you'd anyway. want, though? A, a critique from Melissa Joan Hart during? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Jesus. So I. So <laughs> anyway, I um I saw an opportunity that I thought I really can't pass this up. You know, this is hilarious. So I've got to do it. So I very quickly um registered myself to show at a table have a table at a comic con next august in cardiff purely because minister joan hart is there as the main guest so i basically booked it to tell you're going to come on the table with me and help me out this comic convention yeah okay who's the guest minister joan hart she went so quiet so funny 
I don't think, no offence to you, but I don't think she's got anything to worry about. <laughs> what? Why not, mate? You know, is it the fact she's a multi-millionaire, she's American, or she's very happily married with two kids? What are you getting at? I mean, it could be that. It could be your weird obsession with Steve Sims. <laughs> That's true, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, so I have actually booked a table. Well, I've applied for a table anyway. They haven't got back to me. We haven't got back to anyone yet. But it's in, it's in Newport. It's in, um, so it's not even that far away. Ah, cool. But I thought that's quite, yeah, quite funny. Yeah. Um, um, so that's happening. I want to do some more cons when I feel safe to at the moment. I don't, but, you know. You never know. No, I don't. It's, um, nothing sounds appealing about standing behind a table with a mask yeah. on. I know, absolutely. Uh, um, I, there's that. Um, Art-wise, I'm looking forward to some more projects. Uh, I've got a few more. Um, contracted ones to do, um, which I'm looking forward to getting on with. Um, uh, I would love. I mean, I'm, I've been. Um, I'd love to be able to love to do with children's but That's my school. That's my dream. I'm hoping somebody might ask me to pick one up. I've been thinking a lot um, about doing a children's book. Yeah. Again, um, it's something I've always wanted dream. to do, but I've just never had a. It's a bit like that Black Books episode. You need that perfect story, don't you? Yeah. The About a mouse that lives in a bottle bank. Oh. Yeah. And they all drink lemonade. <laughs> and oh, then, God. I don't want the pressure of that success. Leaving my wife to shack up with Melissa Joan Hart and <laughs> ruining two families. Yeah. That's true. Paparazzi always trying to get photos of me. I don't need it. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's what I would like to do. I mean, I'm really enjoying what I do at the moment, but you know, it, it's great that all these commissions I get picked up on have got to do with robots. Therefore, my kind of I'm becoming a robot illustrator, which is really cool. But I think I would rather be a children's book illustrator. Yeah. And if it's a children's book illustrator drawing children, robots for children, then bang on the money. But we'll see. Yeah, I. Like I say, I always like the idea of being an illustrator more than being a comic artist because you don't have to do consistent yeah. panels kind of thing. You got to be mm. consistent throughout a book, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, like I say, creative wise, I just want to carry on doing more creative things, more keep trying to push myself with my drawing and what I do kind of thing mm. and the stories I tell, and then just personally try and get back down to fourteen stone after I put a fucking stone on this year. Oh, have you? Yeah, I'm up to 15 again now. But it's yeah, Christmas, so that shit's going out say, the window. doing anything this side of Christmas. Do you know what my boss said to me the other day? He's putting, he's on a diet at the moment. I said, well, what's the point you've gone on the diet when it's Christmas next week? And he said, I want to lose a stone so I can put two stone on over Christmas. That, yeah, that makes sense. But It does make sense. I thought it was kind of genius. December's mince pie month, so I was like, it's all going out the window. I'll keep doing exercise, but I'm fully aware that I'm going to put weight on this month. <laughs> Have you had any mince pies yet? I've had shitloads. Yes, good. Because yeah. I only like them in December. Once January comes, yeah. mince pies kind of lose it for me. Costa <laughs> Coffee do really good ones. Uh, Greg's do really good ones. Oh, yeah, Greg's ones are good as well. James Pantry don't. Yeah. I didn't like the James Pantry ones. They're, the, the, pa- the pastry a little bit is a bit stale, I think. 
Yeah. And if you can't get to a Briggs, the Tesco ones are really nice, as in the ones that yeah. you buy in the box, not the ones you buy from the bakery. Okay. Yeah, they do that weird much. puffy pastry job, which is... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's wrong, it makes a mess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of things that are wrong and make a mess, where can people find you online then? Last time <laughs> for the year. So, just go to my website, which I promise I'm going to update in the next week. Um, I really will do that, because I need to. Um, I am Zoot. Dot com. Awesome. And uh, I am on Instagram as I am Zoot Artist, I think. Awesome. Yeah, um, that's me. Yeah, uh, all my links will be in the show notes. Um, I've got a link tree thing, so you can find them all through that. Um, or you can generally find everything through the Haunted Nerds website, which is hauntednerds.com. And that is pretty much it for 2021. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listened over the last year. Uh, we mm. apologise, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, obviously, to you for doing it each month with me, as no in the problem. podcast. Uh, oh, thanks to okay. Steve Sims. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for coming on and then still having to deal with this shit, even when you're not on it. Uh, Damien and H for coming on. Yeah. Um, John Tucker for doing that Flash of Genius episode with me. Um, anybody that's been on and why not this year? Um, I've really enjoyed doing those. Um, looking forward to bringing that back for more episodes next year. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll stick to at least one a month for these in 2022. You have been warned. Um, so, yeah, that leaves us just to say uh, have an awesome Christmas break. No matter what you do, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, stay safe. Look after each other. Look after yourselves. And, you know, if you need to talk to anybody, because, you know, it can be a dark period for some people there's support networks out there or just reach out to a friend and just you know say hi or just have a random chat that's how me and andy generally stay sane is we'll send each other random shit mm. that's not even about the issue we're going through but it just distracts for a bit and that absolutely so yeah and photographs of things that we bought yeah and then go you fucker i wanted that <laughs> <laughs> when we can have play dates <laughs> but yeah so yeah like i say most importantly no matter how you spend it hopefully you spend it with loved ones or not with loved ones and just yourself have an awesome merry christmas and you know a happy new year whatever you do to celebrate new year sleep by seven for me normally but <laughs> too old for that staying up till midnight shit <laughs> <laughs> And you have an awesome one as well, Andy. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. You too, Stu. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Cheers, later. Bye-bye. It's a marshmallow world in the winter When the snow comes to cover the ground It's time for play It's a whipped cream day I wait for it to hold you around Those are marshmallow clouds being friendly in the arms of the evergreen tree.